welcome to the green room yet again. How did you get back here? Anyway. Yeah. Um, who let you back here? <laughs> <laughs> um, get out. We get were, out here. <laughs> let's just clip away, why don't we? Um, anyway, we were just talking about this video that uh, this song is sick or... Uh, your EDM or one of those big blogs posted of this little kid reviewing this little yachty, little boat, little boat, <laughs> little yachty, um, <laughs> little pump, and offset songs, um, and it is pretty freaking hilarious. This kid's probably like I don't know, I don't know how old anybody ever is anymore. I don't know. I look at college age kids and I think they're like twelve. Exactly. Or I look at high school kids and I think they're like ten. So anyway, right. he gives this a very astute observations on. The new Lil Pump, Lil Yachty collab. Yeah. And um, he talks about, he, he has provisions for himself. Do you want to show the sample of that, Pat? You know what's going to be in that cup? Some Trader Joe's organic 100% melon juice. Because <laughs> melon. Because melon. Because melon. That's my joke. Shot. Oh, yeah. Shh. Sorry. So we've got the melon juice already. We've got the spritzer uh, filled with water, just in case if stuff gets too fire. And I put in a mostly eaten bag of chips because I give a chip. I'm gonna set up the speaker. Oh man, this kid's got jokes. To get on the trends. Okay, sound check. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Sounds good. Ah, there it is. It's called Baby Daddy. So that's pretty inviting. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I want to meet this. I want to nice. hang out with this kid. Kind of nice. I can tell that there's a lot of bad words because <laughs> half of it's clean. Come on, uh-huh. I want some more little pump. You tell him. Less little yachty in this little mumble rapping. <laughs> Your ad libs are not okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> Your ad libs are not okay. <laughs> He's eating the grossest chips ever, too. The ketchup-flavored ones. Oh, Ugh. man. Well, Ugh. is he in Canada? He might be Canadian. Actually, this could explain a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this song is so freaking short. I want... I haven't heard him apologize once, though. He has nothing to apologize for yet. Someday Canada will rule the world, and you'll all be sorry. <laughs> That's a good joke. I think I've told it right. on this podcast before. I think you've told that joke like it's a funny every time, dozen every times. Time. Yeah, a dozen times. Sit and spin on it. All right. Are you sorry about it? I'm not sorry. I'm not Canadian. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> what? You guys want to move to Canada? I can't. Yeah, somebody can't. Undisclosed reasons. Yeah. Yeah, she. she Too cool she, for Canada. That's what she, they decided. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So there's that review of. That song, that song. Little, little Boat, he calls him, Little Yachty. Uh, he does a better... It's hilarious. I love how he said something and ended it with though. <laughs> that flow, though. <laughs> like, that is so meta of I, this 10-year-old. Yeah, I'm sure he gets... It, soups he has a lot, of, a lot of friends. I bet he's popular <laughs> in, in his school. Um, he also probably gets good grades on projects because he's he did that very well. He's considerate. Later in, the, in the thing, he says, like, I had to play the edited version... So that my mom and my friends at school won't get mad at me. Wow. See, that's funny because like when I was a kid, when I was a kid, if I was playing the edited version, people would make fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We were just talking about that the other day. Like when you're young, like what's your favorite song? Any song with a swear word in it. Yeah. 
<laughs> man, when I first yeah. got Eminem's like CD or whatever like that, the, the explicit. Oh man, really? That was. I think intense. my first like strictly profane song that I became obsessed with subsequent, subsequently was um, "Fuck That" by. Oh, oh, I guess it's technically called "Y'all Want a Single" by Corn. Mm. Y'all want a uh. single? Say fuck that. Fuck that! Fuck that! Get it! Corn, say fuck that. Corn is awesome. Oh my god, I god, loved it. Great. I, I just wanted to yell that word over and over because I could. <laughs> fuck that! Fuck that! Fuck that! Fuck that! Yeah. Yeah. No. I, man. I, and I, I also I played in this band at the farmers market with this kid named Justin, and he was like this super crazy jazz guitarist when we were even like 15 years old or whatever. He ended up getting like a full ride scholarship to Tulane University. Is this the guy? Oh, is that the uh, Steve Vai guy you were talking about To play jazz guitarist. I just said that. Um, Yeah, that's who I was talking about earlier. And he's obsessed with Steve Vai. Yeah, Steve Vai is awesome. Good Um, person to be obsessed with. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, (laughs) an interesting guy. I mean, he's uh, inarguably one of the best guitar players in the world. Steve Vai? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... Yeah, um, has been since he was like 18. I just never heard that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, and Pat was talking about um, his, like, practice, practice regiment reg- today. Practice regiment, yeah. What, tell us about it. So he has this uh, practice regiment that came out um, in, like, an early 90s guitar magazine. I just I found it earlier here. Let's see if I can go nice. back and find it. Yeah, it's, his, it's called... His 30-hour workout. You just muted me. You just muted me. Anyway, we're going to keep going. Uh, yeah, so it's called muted his... you? Yeah, you were trying to mute you, but That's you hilarious. muted me. So we caught your coughing. Oh, great. <laughs> you tried to mute. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, yeah. Anyway. I didn't cough. I cleared my throat. Well, whatever. Let me clear my throat, Pat. <clears throat> so it's called his 30-hour path to virtuoso enlightenment or how to destroy your pop career in one easy lesson. And it's a 30-hour guitar workout. 30 hours of practice straight. Yeah, that's not that much time, actually. So. That's insane. And he has a 10-hour one, too? He has a, well, yeah. 30 if hours? you want to, like, yeah, 30. I thought you were saying minutes for some reason. It <laughs> no, not yet. No, you, you focus, um, like, in 10-hour cycles. Hours 1, 11, and 21 are finger exercises. And then you go into... <laughs> All sorts of cool stuff. When you eat, what about like two, twelve, and bathroom. twenty-two are scales? You don't. You just no you got sacrifice. Oh, you just sit on the toilet. You start and that's not something catheter. that you do. Oh. Is this is not like a weekly thing? This is just if you want to give it a shot. Just, yeah, like a, a once in a yeah. You can slim it down to ten hours and only do it once. No, I'd be doing. If I'm going down, ten hours, yeah, yeah you know. I'd be going thirty hours. I'm doing the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if like if if you can stay up, you know, get yourself um, a cup of coffee. There are things out there that can make allow you to. You stay should up. transpose the. Steve Vai, spiritual guitar enlightenment virtuoso extravaganza for saxophonists. I yeah. think I, I already did that. No, transpose his hourly exercises <laughs> yeah. into saxophone practice. You got scales, Actually, you got chords, you got that. an hour of ear training, you got an hour of reading music, you got an oh, hour of writing music, you got an hour of music theory, you got an hour of jamming, oh, and then you like cycle col- back. You cycle it back into. Reminds me of college. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, oh, you go to this class to do this, and then this class to do this, and then at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you just want to like jump off the uh, the top of the building that you went to school in after I liked thirty hours. Yeah. Fun. I did too. I, I had a good time in I college. Mean, I really did love. What was your? Learning. Do you guys have? What was your favorite part of 
college. That sounds dumb. But I mean, like one. Like is there like one? Co- wait, are you a- asking about like actual? No, no, no. Like the being co- the a clo- scholar. No, 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 no. Are you no, talking no, no, no. about like I when mean, I was just li- at, life in general. when I was yeah. attending college? When you were while you were attending college, is there one story or, or moment that one? stands out? The girls in the partying. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that oh was, yeah, that's not true. That's, Don't mean to put you guys on the spot here. No, I. That's, you a, know that's a thinker. We got. We could come back to no, this no, like no, next no. week. No, 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 no. I got. One time I smoked too much hookah and I passed out in a bush. Really? My friend Jeff found me in the nice. snow. I that's something that happened to me. It sucked. I was found in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and I like really not smoked hookah since that day. Oh like, man! Eight years ago, like it had oh, an effect man. on you. I'm a thousand. You want to go old. today to smoke some hookah? <laughs> Never. We'll face that fear. What about you, Kish? Um, I, I, you know what? I just like, I found out I just love to learn. Um, I, I think one of the, I loved going to new classes, meeting new people in the new classes, seeing if there were any cute girls I was sitting next to. And yeah, that was, was always exciting. That wasn't was really it? Yeah. exciting. New, like you guys when are ridiculous. New classes. Which hey, is man? Sorry. You, I know. This gosh. is very oh <laughs> sorry. That has never crossed my mind. Like, <laughs> I hope I sit next to a hot dude or no chick way. in my class. Really? Ever. Never? Never crossed my mind. It. What, if it happens, then it crosses my mind. Like, if I sit down, then I realize. But I've never, like, been like, can't wait to go to class and see if I sit next to a hottie. No, that's like... Well, that was some of my favorite semester. parts of, like, yeah. going to, like, a new class. New you class. go and be like... Hilarious. You look around and be like, ooh, who are you the try hot, to sit next to the hottest... You're like, damn, she's already surrounded by that all the guys. Might yeah. explain a lot yeah. for me then. Yeah. Well, why it just happened sometimes. Sometimes it Because just you happened. were in there lurking for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I had zero luck. I had zero luck with women in college. So that might explain. In college? A lot. I yeah. am a virgin. In co- <laughs> yeah. Some things never change. Yeah. 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 I, you know what? I'm waiting for, ne- I'm, I just want to keep it forever so that, like, when I go to my afterlife, I'm just going to have my virginity there. And, I'll, and then I'll. It'll be pure. You won't even have to go through purgatory. Look at you. Done. It doesn't matter. You can get re-virginized, you know. That's true. That's yeah. true. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No one told me this. I know. Yeah. Wait. Hello. T- 28 years of... Oh, damn it. I know. I know. All right. You I'm go- I'm going haven't out been tonight. a virgin for 28 years? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 28 years I've been celibate. And yeah. now I'm going. I'm going. I'm He's going been out focusing tonight. on music for twenty. Going years, up guys. tonight and gonna meet a person. One time, <laughs> I, I think I just told this recently, but um, so like the only CD like I felt like my dad had really growing up was like the Allman Brothers. I guess it was like a few CDs: Allman Brothers, CCR, and um, the Grammys' 1995 compilation. Ooh, was that smooth featuring? Uh, yes. Carlos Santana. How do you know that? That song was on the radio for like ten years. It's that 1999 that won a Grammy. Oh, that's that came out. The 1999 award-winning Grammy-winning hit. Smooth. Smooth. Yeah. By Santana featuring Rob Thomas. What was okay? What was 95 then? I'd rather be listening to it. What was on the 95 95, Grammy? 95 was this is the what the specific memory is about. I think there was a Mary J. Bly track on there that I don't I can't really think of off the top of my head right now. Um, but oh, the yeah. one that I remember, and this is what the story is about, is um, a Casey and JoJo song. Oh yeah, I'll all make my love life. to you. Oh no. Oh, I'll make, that's a Boys to Men, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Oh my god, this whole time. Okay. Dude, when I was in Las Vegas, guess who was playing at Caesar's Palace? Boys to Men. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so one day we're like in the car, and I probably was like nine, and um, we're listening to the Grammy CD for the thousandth time of my life and I start singing along to apparently Boys to Men. 
Yeah. And I'm not like cool. singing, you know, no, I'll cool. make love to you like you want not me, me to. And like all this stuff, you know. And then the, there's that bridge part where it's like, throw your clothes on the floor <laughs> and I'll take mine off too. Yeah. And I was singing that when I was nine. Yeah. And my dad literally ejected the CD. <sighs> Cracked it in half, and up to that point, I did not know CDs were like made of glass. I didn't know yeah. what they would do if they got broken, but the they plastic. snap, and he yeah. threw it out the window. Wow. He littered. It was with was, good reason. His nine-year-old was throwing her clothes, singing about throwing know, her clothes on the yeah, floor. Yeah, that's... Wow. So, you know, and I didn't scandals. even know what I was singing. I remember like being like, "What is? why did you do that? And he was like, you don't need to be singing that crap. And that yeah. was like the end of the conversation. I and have, now years later, it makes me laugh, because it's like... Yeah. Obviously, I can't believe I was openly singing along to it in front of my dad. That's even almost more because <laughs> you didn't like know better. No, probably. I was just singing the words yeah, that I've just... been hearing in the car for like three years. Yep, so, exactly, exactly. Sorry, Dad, I didn't know <laughs> what I was doing. That's I know hilarious. it's not what I do. I'm looking mm. up. Cheryl uh, Crow won that year, '95. Yes, yeah. she was yeah. totally on that. Which song? Elton which John. Song? Best pop performance was which Cheryl Crow? Oh, Cheryl Crow, best new um, artist. All I want to do, best oh, new artist. Have some fun. Do you have an interesting song? I'm, I'm not, not the, the only one. one. Oh, best alternative album, Green Day, Dookie. That's a good one. That's hilarious. Best rock album, <laughs> Voodoo Lounge by the Rolling Stones. Agree to disagree. <laughs> best hard rock performance, Black Hole Sun. Spoon oh Man, God, best a, metal oh performance. God. Time out, also time out. by Soundgarden. Wheezy, uh, Pat has a friend named Wheezy, and he plays. He's he's a ridiculous, hilarious person, uh, but he plays guitar. And he made a status the other day that said, "Like what has happened to me? I used to, or he was like ten years ago. I was bending over, spreading my cheeks on the Cervantes <laughs> main stage, and now I'm getting in Facebook arguments with forty-eight-year-old racist moms or something like that." <laughs> and um, somebody was like. Did you bleach your butthole? And he was like, no, I darkened it. They called me Black Hole Sun. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. One of my favorite people of all time. I thought he has this if guitar that's Hi, shaped like a pistol. Yeah, that thing's so cool. Yeah, he used to play in this band um, out of Denver called uh, Rowdy Shade House. And they would put like suction cup dildos on their guitars and run through like the front of the stage and dick slap. Everybody <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we do something? Amazing. Like that? They were they good were old great. black hole sun. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dirt star. Anyway, what were some of the other winners Chocolate here? Starfish. Um, <laughs> was that one? Uh, that Schindler's was, List, best that was score. A biscuit album. Yeah, and that probably is like what? 90, Hot dog water and the chocolate 98? starfish. Uh, yeah, that was like 90, 98, 99. <laughs> Might have been the same year as uh, the Grammy Award winning. Hit by Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas. <laughs> Which I'd rather be listening to. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. It kind of just tapers off from there. Mm. Nobody cares. Uh, why, just 95. Like the, we, should, we should hone in to 2018. So what's going on in the world? To, our lives, man. Yeah, yeah, music is our lives. That's oh, true. I'll make love to you, by the way. Babyface. I was wrong, too. Who the hell is Babyface? Kenneth Babyface, whatever Curse his you, last baby name. Curse you, Babyface. You made me embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> You made my dad but, crack Cheryl Crow in half. But boys, boys to men um, did win best R and B album that year. Mm, okay, so I'm in the right area. Yeah, here. you are. Album of the year, MTV Unplugged, Tony Bennett. No You gotta way. be fucking shitting me. No shit. That's very weird. <laughs> what a weird time in music 1995 was. It really was. Like, okay, Green Day, on the precipice of being popular too. 
Right. And Tony Bennett and Sheryl Crow and Babyface all win in Grammys. And yeah, Soundgarden won best rock performance with Black Hole Sun and yeah. best metal performance with Spoonman. <laughs> must have been really Wow. Must have been a really dry year for metal, wow. which is weird cuz yeah. 95 you think uh there was some good metal acts in 95, right? Oh yeah, I think so. definitely. I don't know. I was probably I I, I was really young. I can't anyway. remember. We should get off of 1995. It's 2018. Let's go to What's 96. happening in 2018? Oh, 20. I liked 95. I was 6. I was 6 as well. I was um Old. I was old. He was, he was old. You were like 10. I was 9 or 10, yeah. <laughs> old man. <laughs> you know, I was buying some plane tickets for some people the other day, and their birthdays were like 92 and 94, and I'm like, I'm hanging out with you? It just yeah. seemed like 90s babies were, we're tiny, itty-bitty babies when I was I growing feel? up. I thought my brother was young, and we're he was born in We're still all in the 80s. Oh, yeah, I yeah, guess. I'm an, I'm an 80s baby, 89 too. Yeah. So... Uh, 2018 um, is a Facebook, year, the year uh, of Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, FB. it's a rough year for Facebook and Zuckerberg, right? Well, it's a rough year for everyone whose personal information was stolen. But what are they going to do? Everybody already has my personal information, right? Zanga. Well, didn't they put out articles like that? It was totally admitted that um, they were supplying in personal information, or Russia was paying them for personal information. I guess so, but like, what are they going to do with my information? To get you to vo- to target demographics for vote. voting campaigns? Yeah, but I didn't vote for people. That's I just don't one vote. thing. I didn't vote for the people they wanted me to vote for. Okay, yeah, but... But, like, if most of the crowd, you know, most of the um, subconscious thoughts and everything, you know, that you're getting from these Yeah, these, if you're able ads, to target demographics, yeah, you can at but least going to raise your chances. If you're that easily manipulated because they have your data and they can target an ad to you and then you can vote for the person they want you to vote for... Then good for them because you're an idiot. <laughs> you know, if well, you're that weak-minded, where it's like, oh, they stole my data, <laughs> now they can target an ad, and I'm going to buy it. But it's still, it, I think it falls to ethics. You know, is it ethical to just like you know do, do these little cheats and these little roundabout ways to get you know more voters or to get you to buy your product or blah blah blah? I know there's been times when I'm on Instagram and there's like free watch, just pay for shipping. Guess oh, what? I've seen I those. totally did that. And How are those watches, by the I, way? So I mean. They're, you could tell they're cheap made, but mm-hmm. I mean, they look nice. They look good. They look good. Even the yeah. glasses, um, they, they feel cheap, but like they look good from a, like even close. Yeah, but how does that? Yeah, I get that. That makes sense for a product. But if someone's like, hey, free, go vote for Donald Trump, it's to free. your opinion. Yeah, and, and, and they're so, like, okay, I guess I'm going to go do that now. I was going to go vote for Hillary. Well, you but might not have voted at all or like not known who to vote for. And you just heard this ad and, well, that yeah. sounds good. Trump yeah. sounds like a good guy. I didn't look into politics this year and now I'm voting for Trump. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Trump um, never seemed like a good guy, though, for anybody. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm, I know that's not what you're saying, but like anybody who just looked at Trump is like, he seems like a good guy. <laughs> that <laughs> like, something says wrong nobody. With him. <laughs> Netflix has like a whole series out about him right now. A whole series about him? They had that one show about that had an episode featuring him about his. Yeah, corruption. that was really interesting, too. But no, they have like a whole season about his past life. Really? And it's V interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet. It's you guys should check. I don't it out. even think they try. They tried to make him look bad, but he just does. He makes himself. Yeah, he kind of yeah. just does that to himself, right? Well, I think they just like well, they solely like target the whole Trump University thing, which he just went to court for and was like, <laughs> he settled for like fifty million dollars or something. He's the like president. That. I would have just been like, or um, he settled for like fourteen million or something small like that when what had been rec- or like requested from him from the people that were suing him was like fifty two million. 
He'd taken $52 million and not fulfilled his like promises to people that paid Wouldn't, tuition to go to Trump really? University. Really? And he only got offered $14 million? Stuff. Asshole. So he didn't even have to reimburse they him? They settled and he paid like a quarter of the settlement. Damn, you'd think that he'd have to reimburse the $52 million and then get fined you on would top think. of it. You would I don't think. know. Something well, happened. Think. It yeah. fell through the cracks yet again. But yeah, that He's just happened. He is the president, that, though, This too. is the most, like, one of the most recent things that's happened with him in terms of like judicial shit. Right. Hey, here, here's something interesting. Going back to Facebook, I just saw a headline, and it says, has Facebook devalued the birthday? That's an interesting thought. Mm. It. I mean, yeah, I guess when people, everyone's being notified, and yeah, like people don't have to birthday. remember, because yeah. that's the most important part of it, is that no one has to remember your birthday. Right, and that's what made it special, is because when people reach out to you and say, hey, happy birthday, you'd be like, oh, oh you remember. remember. Oh, yeah, wow. exactly. And you know what's really bad? Uh, so a couple of my best friends are not on Facebook anymore. They're only on Instagram. And I always know their birthdays. And I always like wish them a happy birthday like a week after and I'm like and like I've been friends with this guy since I was in first grade. And we were college roommates and and whatnot. And same with his older brother too. And I'll always be like a week late. I'm like, oh shit, because our birthdays are like ten days apart. And I'm like, oh happy birthday, belated again this year. And it used to just be I'm like, hey happy birthday like every year. But now you try and rely on Facebook and then you're like, oh shit. Yeah. 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 I used to try to be really good about that and send everybody I knew um, when I get the I, notification, I like, have, happy birthday. Yeah, like, when I, when I would wake up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to send a happy birthday to everybody. Wish them all a happy birthday. And, and now I do. don't because I realize I just – there's, like, some people that I'm friends with on Facebook that, that I just hate. don't even – I don't hate, I hate them. <laughs> but I just don't, like, know them that well. So it's like me sending them a happy birthday message could, like, come or go. It doesn't you matter. Just go right on their wall. I don't know you. Yeah, I don't know you. <laughs> Happy I don't birthday. even know you. I don't know you. Can, can we not be friends anymore? Yeah. I mean, Here's I suppose birthday the birthday, you know what that birthday uh, reminder thing is a nice um, tool for? As you go through and you see if you actually know people and then you can just unfriend them. Ooh, you know? I like that. So daily, you can just I go through might, and unfriend people. Thanks, Facebook birthday that. reminders. Oh, <laughs> I might start God. doing that. That's Happy a, birthday. Bye. Happy birthday. Bye. You piece of shit. No. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. Bye day. Happy B day. What else is going on in the world? <laughs> Hawaii legalized assisted suicides. Ooh. Ooh. So who? What other states have legalized that? That's I want to know. Good question. Dying with dignity. They must be eighteen or older and have less than six months. Must to live. be eighteen years or older to try. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Uh, <laughs> less than six months to live. That's the rule. That's the rule. What's the court requirements? According to the governor, it might not be for everyone. Thanks, governor. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he's a smart guy. (laughs) Abortion. It might not be for everyone. It's kind of like kids in that way. It's kind of like anything. (laughs) It's kind of just like anything. Who? What states have legalized this? Yeah. What? what, So we got Hawaii. Uh, I thought it would say in the article, but it didn't. I would assume Las Vegas. Yeah, the state of Las Vegas. The state of Las Vegas has legalized assisted suicide. uh, Get it done. America's (laughs) in the fountain. We'll drown you. Oh, how interesting. Free of charge. Very interesting. Very interesting. Do we have like a mix of blue and red or what? Yeah. uh, So it's legal in Washington, Oregon, California. And now this is where, now this is where, now this is where my, uh, My ge- geographical skills are tested because that state looks similar to that state. Is that Wyoming or Colorado? It's either Wyoming or Colorado. That's Colorado. Colorado? Okay, so it's legal in Colorado. Montana. Montana is legal under court ruling, which is interesting. Oh, weird. And then... So you just have to go to court and be like, 
peace, I'm done. And then yeah. they have to be like, that's cool. Yeah, I guess so. Um, mm. And then it's either Vermont or New Hampshire, the one that is... Also, not surprising, these are all... Down. All of that but Montana is yeah. a blue, 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 blue state. Yeah. And the then, progressive. Uh, it's currently under review in Nevada. Nevada. The state of La- Las Vegas. In the state of Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, Tennessee. And the town of Las Vegas. Okay, that's Nevada. a little... New York. Not... Massachusetts, New Jersey, Maryland. If you haven't listened to Criminal Podcast, you should check it out. But there's um, an episode on there called Final Exit, and it's about this. They, I think it was actually a live interview that they did. Like it's one of the few live interviews that Criminal has. But they did a live interview, like in a like a Barnes and Noble or something, where they had like a crowd there um, with one of the exit guides, which is what they call themselves from Final Exit which is like an assisted suicide pro or like organization. And the interview is really interesting. I won't go into it because you should go listen to it. The episode's called Final Exit. So go look up Criminal Podcast and uh, Final Exit. And they talk to one of the exit guys and she just talks about how um, they, like the FBI has had several interactions like because this was illegal for a really long time, like everywhere. And she just talks about how they don't like actually facilitate really, you know, any of what's happening that they're more or less that they're just there for them. And they they also like give them the, they tell them what equipment essentially to buy to be able to have like a painless exit. They don't help them buy this stuff except for the fact that they give them the list. Yeah. They tell them what to get and then that's their own prerogative. And they, the person who's doing it, like who wants to, like have assisted, it's not even assisted suicide necessarily, but that's what it's considered. Right. They yeah. consider it assisted a, suicide. Well, yeah, it's an exit guide. So if you were, if you wanted to kill yourself, here's how you yeah, would do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they just sit there with you while it happens. But they, and they're, I, if and I remember she right. She talks about how she has to do it like undercover sometimes because yeah. sometimes family members will have other family like that is religious and they're right. like super against it. Right. So mm-hmm. they'll like figure out when they're not home and they'll have them come over <sighs> and help them die. And real I think quick. I listened to that episode too. We might have been yeah, like we were driving the, somewhere. We were on tour. We were on tour somewhere. Okay. Yeah. And if I remember right, they're very, it's not just anybody. They're, oh, yeah, they're, they're very, very they're picky very about, picky who about they and do it's this it's with. similar with like Hawaii the states so rule they, like only yeah, six months you know, to live have and these to be in like extreme pain exactly, and yeah. terminally ill and short life expectancy and they'll sit and there and like hold your hand while you do it pass yourself. away yeah man just to have somebody close with you because especially a lot of people who like you said have very religious families mm-hmm. and that would never fly so they couldn't ask to have their family around so they need to have they, it's still nice exactly. to have some I would imagine exactly. yeah. if you're going to die it's nice to have people around you oh definitely totally I yeah. guess I, it's, it's a really it's, cool it's thing really and the woman thought. who they interview is just a really cool person yeah yeah, she, yeah, think yeah about, she's like an so, older lady yeah, too she, yeah she's she sounds I don't know I've never seen her but she sounds like <laughs> an awesome person and yeah. Yeah. I don't know she's really interesting to listen to so you should check that out yeah, I think if yeah. you're terminally, terminally all of criminal Ill. podcast is really cool actually yeah the lady who uh, the pot brownie Lady, I don't remember that one. Oh, it was really cool. And how pot brownies started, she made like the coolest pot brown or like the best tasting pot brownies. It was out in San Francisco, of course, in the Bay Area in the hippie community back in the uh, early seventies. And she turned it into a business, and they would sell them for like five bucks or whatever for a pan. And she made like a ton of money. And when she finally, like her and her sister, they had like a whole bakery going on, like a whole operation, right? They decided to call it quits and they made enough money and they were just going to retire and go do their own thing. She packaged up the brownies individually, put the recipe on the back and just like gave them away for free. 
So then everybody had the recipe. Oh, that was kind of nice. Yeah. It's like Sweet. a bunch of recipes. Yeah, literally. Right. Brownies. Nice. Yeah. Dope. Literally. literally. <laughs> oh. Anyway, yeah, you should check out Criminal Podcast. It's really cool. I also, so cereal, many things flood one. to my mind. Oh, yeah, definitely. Season two pass. pass. Yeah, hard season pass. two hard pass. I think season three is coming out, though. Really? So Good. let's hope for either them readdressing the f- season one or something else like that. It's very much like a podcast version of making a murderer. So if you're into yeah. that kind of stuff where you question things the whole time and there's no, not really a finite outcome. Also check out the, uh, the really green cool. room podcast. Um, there's these uh, three, three dopes, dopey people. Um, they're just talking about music and life. You know, they're wonderful. Yeah. I like uh, it. I'm a fan. The green room podcast. I hear they're douchebags. That's tr- also true. I, I kind of like them. I think I really like this guy. His name's um, I think Kish or something like that. Yeah, I heard he's a cocky bastard. Yeah, he, no, he's the most humble. He's likable though. He's like the most humble. <laughs> mm. He humble sounds person. like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, um, but yeah, criminal rules, serial yeah. rules, our podcast rules, obviously. <laughs> serial rules sounds like a, a kid's morning podcast. Seri- oh, we should do yeah, it. Like tricks and and. Hey, what was your fa- what's your favorite cereal when you were growing up? Uh, Captain Crunch. Really? Really? Yeah. That was that easy for you? Yeah. Did I, you like it with the uh, berries, or did you, were you like normal? I Captain would Crunch? rather have had oops all berries. Oops yeah. all berries. Yeah, oops all berries Definitely, was the bomb. 100%. If you eat Captain Crunch uh, too much, it's kind of like Sour Patch Kids. It would, like scrapes like, your scrapes mouth. Scrapes your mouth. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. also it leaves this that. weird film in your mouth Ugh. that's and just disgusting. That and I can like think of it as I talk about it right but now. It still tastes good. What the about best cereal was totally Reese's Puffs. Ooh, yeah. Also, just redid. Um, they started. I think they maybe are doing it like limited edition, but they do. They're doing Oreo O's right now, which was phenomenal. Those were. They um, turn I your totally milk into like those. cookies and cream. Totally milk. forgot about those. What about Cookie Crisp? You guys remember? I didn't like Cookie Crisp. It was like just it was co- too eating cookies. Innately sweet to I, me. I like, know that's I like why I was like, I'm not gonna sit here and eat cookies in a bowl. <laughs> why? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just wasn't into it. I really liked this like fiber cereal that my mom ate growing up and then they like stopped making it. Was it it. the stuff that had this? Did it have a squirrel on the box? I don't remember, but they were like little pillows, little like tan colored pillows and Uh they were really good. It's probably reminded you of sleeping like. I'm just eating pillows. I want to go back to sleep. So I remember when I when I would go over to my grandma's house when I'd be sick for school or like just you know have a dentist appointment or whatever. She always had the uh, Quaker cinnamon cereal or whatever. I don't remember what it was called though, but it was awesome. Mm, I've never heard of that. It was like cin- little cinnamon rolls. I was an only cereal. child, so my mom would just buy like any cereal that was on sale. Then we just had this big, like, double-layer Lazy Susan cupboard in the corner of our kitchen that was just like a rotating vending machine of any kind of cereal. What? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I was V-lucky. My mom rules. I also but, liked Apple um, Jacks. Apple Jacks. She would buy sweet cereals and it really wasn't my jam. No? We used to have this giant drawer of candy, too, and all my friends, like, growing up knew about it. Like, when they'd come over, they'd be like, can we go to the drawer? You yeah. Know? But I would yeah. be like, sure, whatever. My because I didn't care that. about it. I didn't like sweets. I wasn't into that when I was young, and so I was just like, it was like for my, my mom, you know, she, it was her sweets, <laughs> her chocolates, and like yeah. licorice, and like everything under the sun that you could ever imagine. Like leftovers from every sale they'd ever had for Valentine's Day or Halloween candy. Really? My mom had just thrown it in this drawer. Yeah. 
Yeah, so my uh, friends dug the drawer. Nice. Yeah, we. Uh, my godfather had a drawer like that, and nice. Andy's mints were my favorite one out of that. Dude, I, I liked those. those. I liked going anywhere. to Jaker's, really? this really fancy restaurant, because when they'd give you your check, they'd give you Andy's I mints. Liked, they, I always liked the Andy's mints I know. with the check. Yes. Haley hates mint and chocolate, so we've had this what? Like, what? argument before. That's but like, you know what I don't like? York peppermint patties. I was Get just out of say, here. No, I was that. just going to say how much I like the York peppermint patties. Get out of here. No, no, disagree, guys. Disagree with you. Okay, how about this? What about this? How about you're 100 years old and you would like York peppermint patties? Mounds versus Almond Joy. <laughs> What's better? Um, Almond Joy is better. I think my, I like I just don't like the. I actually this take the conversation out. is also for a 100 year olds. Like that's <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Like, whatever. Do you um, want to compare it to black licorice too? Hey, I, I know do, you'll talk about what? how much you love that shit. I do love black licorice. That's a topic for another licorice. day. Um, oh my but god! I, I didn't bring up. Shoes are I showing. didn't bring up a Clark's bar. So give me some credit. Charles Clark's bars are delicious. Oh, you talking about being fucking old? Come on. So how about those I strawberry had, candies that just emerged from your grandma's butthole? All oh, those are yeah. great. You don't know where they come they, they from? Like oh, I like on those ones, though. Yeah, but where do they come from? I don't, I don't know, my know. grandma's house. Yeah. <laughs> With the cinnamon Everyone's bar grandma's cereal. House. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or the Worthingtons. The Tell wor- me Worthers. Worthers. Worthers, yeah. Worthers original, y'all. Uh, I didn't like those because I, I like felt those. like I was going to choke on them as a kid. They're so, yeah, anyway. That's hilarious. Strawberry I want like, strawberry candy. I, I have to go to my grandma's. You want Charleston shoes? You. Uh, who even likes those? Nobody. I, nobody. Dude, people in Charleston? The, the people who like the Nilla wafers. I, they had the nougat on the inside of the Charleston shoes. Um, that's the first time I've ever heard the word nougat. That was with the Charleston <laughs> shoe. <laughs> yeah. Also, what is nougat? That's different I feel like from, it's like. I don't know. It's like a chew, the chew. It's the chew. Nougat. Yeah, nougat. It's like I think they have the nougat in Milky that Way. Stuff. I was just. Gonna, that's not chewy though. Milky Way is like so fluffy. Milky, yeah, but that's I think. That's nougat. I think so. Okay, so like toffee is like just a, harder nougat. Not, it's like maybe softer maybe nougat. Not even a taste. Maybe it's like a. a no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Toffee's like harder. Us keeps uh, like the more we say nougat, the more I think of <laughs> Ted Nugent. I know, right? I'm thinking of um, that episode of that '70s show where Fez is supposed to go like buy them like a bunch of T-shirts that say. Like we love Ted, like Ted Nugent. Yeah, and like the, he pulls him out of the box, and he's like, "Check it out, guys!" And like it says, "I love Tad Nugent." <laughs> Tad and Nugent. they're like, "What the hell?" He's supposed to say Ted Nugent, and he's like, "That's what it says, Ted Nugent." <laughs> and they're like, "No, Ted." And he's like, "Yes, Tad." Uh, like, whatever <laughs> happened? Whatever happened to Wil- Wilmer Valder? He's in stuff right now. He's he? doing stuff Google. right now. Really? Okay, we're gonna figure this out. Whatever happened to yeah, Wilmer actually? Valder? He just was in like a movie, and it's it's like impossible to Valderrama. not see him Valderrama. as such. You, he is Fez like until the end of time. Yes, just like Daniel him. Radcliffe. I, mean, I feel like it's Harry hard Potter. to it's hard to recast him after that role, you know. Oh, it is definitely. Um, are you using Ask Jeeves? But you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. After that role, I'd agree. But like, look at everybody else. Look at Mila Kunis. Look at Hot Donna. Even Hot Donna's doing um, t- prevalent stuff. Hot Donna's done more. Uh, well, I guess who, who probably did the most? Um, um, Ashton Kutcher yeah. and Mila Kunis. Yeah, but, yeah for, sure, for sure. But um, Topher Grace has been in stuff as well. He was in that movie that came dick. out recently. I don't. I've never heard that. I could see that. I've heard Hot Donna's really nice. Hot Donna. Is amazing and I love her. Who's being? Oh, Danny rapist idiot. Masterson. Danny Masterson. He just got a bunch of like sexual assault charges. Yeah, I heard about that. So f you. But he. So he's in this show called The Ranch on Netflix. 
with Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. And I'm just looking up Wilmer Valderrama, and apparently he He's in shows too. up on that a few episodes. So basically, the ranch on Netflix is like Ashton <laughs> Kutcher saying, I, wanna, I want my again. friends still to make money with me. You guys yeah, need to come out and pay for drinks sometime. So here's some, uh. here's some acting money. Uh-huh. And Sam Elliott, what the fuck are you doing in that show? It's, You're better than that. It reminds me of like Adam Sandler just bringing all of his buddies around. For yeah. like all of his movies. I know. And that like, was great, though. Uh, yeah. Until it wasn't. Until it just kind of got... Until Click. Like, literally until Click. Click was the last... I liked about Adam Sandler right I now. liked Click. Yeah, but that was the first movie he made that was, like, profoundly more sad. Really? No, yeah. Spanglish. You that ever came see Spanglish? first? Yeah, I think so. Spanglish was, like, his I first... Think, I think Spanglish was... Well, it, wait, did you ever see that movie he was in where he mm. was uh, a... Oh, had a twin? He smells like shit. He had a twin, and it was, like, a girl, so he played he played himself... What, or like whatever a male character yeah, yeah, and a female yeah, yeah. character was it? I heard recently. it was funny actually. It actually was. Pretty it looked funny. terrible in the previews, yeah. and I think it was right after Click, and you're like, oh god, this is gonna suck. No, it was way after that, dude. You, you guys were, you guys like that. And then um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. That was decent. They, like those that were, that's when everything started to get decent. The only good thing in that little era was Fifty First Dates, in my opinion. Grandma's, Fifty First Dates was great. Grandma's Boy was my favorite Happy Madison production. For whatever reason, Drew Barrymore. Is really I good. I love Big Daddy. She's a great actress with Adam, Dude, okay. Sandler. with Adam Sandler. With Adam Sandler. Okay, no, 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 no. She is amazing in the new Netflix show. Do you Santa like that Clarita show? Diet. It is I really love it. funny. So I really with like Timothy Oliphant. I love oh Timothy. I think Timothy Oliphant's awesome. I think it is so funny. I've already watched the second season. I just really, came out. I just don't. I, I just the premise. I don't know. I hate the premise and I hate I zombie stuff usually, yeah. but the the they dialogue is so funny that I just can't even. Really? And I usually hate Drew Barrymore. So yeah, Timothy Oliphant is. Good. I like Justified, but that was more of like a serious role. But I thought he was really funny in that movie, The Girl Next Door. Yeah, where he played like yes. a porn producer. That's the first time I've ever seen him. <laughs> yeah, um, like act. it was hilarious. That was uh, yeah. Isn't he usually in like serious roles though? He plays like the hitman and stuff. I. He's in like mostly serious roles. Really, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. All I know him is from The Girl Next Door, Justified, which I thought was really good. Um, and then the show. Even know mm, it, yeah. He's but, in a lot of stuff, but yeah. I, I I love that that show. I think they make it like the, the whole I think zombie it's so freaking funny, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> she just like she gets the neighbor's the, kid. I don't know, I can't remember his name right now, but he's just the funniest thing he, to me. Does she turn into a zombie in the first episode, right, where she's bom- yeah. vomiting everywhere? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was good. Don't spoil it for I me. Mean, that's, that's the that's premise what, of the whole I mean, show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um, fantastic. Oh man, yeah, we gotta uh, we gotta start wrapping this up. We're trying to keep our podcast a little more tolerable for people. We okay, could talk we forever about album of the week. Stuff. We don't have to do album week. Let's push. We it back. always do album of the week. We didn't last time. We didn't. No, we missed it. Uh oh, we've got to double it up. Yeah, that's fine. Yep, two albums. Two albums of the week. Album um, of the week. Oh, we have. Oh, do we don't have to do that we anymore. Have a, th- a jingle. Album of the week. I'm gonna go with an <laughs> album uh, by this band called the Depreciation Guild. Uh, I gotta look up what it's called again. So unprepared, Pat. Sorry. Yeah, jeez, Pat. It was their second album. I remember their first album name, but the second album was really good. What was it? Spirit Youth. Yeah, Spirit Youth. That's a good album. Go check it out. I think it was ahead of its time, and everybody slept on them, and blah, 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 blah. You should go check it out, because it's a great mix of like really kind of shoegazy, electro alternative rock with great harmonies and cool hmm. stuff. So it's go check it out. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, you, we'll come back to you for your second one. I'm going to pick their first album. Oh, okay. No, well I'm then. Not. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so Depreciation Guild, uh, Spirit Youth, check it out. Okay. 
All right. Um, mine is SZA's new album, SZA. If you haven't heard of her, she's phenomenal. Yeah, it's great. She had a song out like last year with Kendrick that I think like brought her more into the public eye. I mean, she was already blowing up. Like, don't get me wrong, but I mean, that was like, I think a lot of people's first interaction with her. And then she just put out at the end of last year, I believe, her new album, Control C T R L. It's it features like Travis Scott and Kendrick Lamar and th- there's a quite a few more features on there but those are the ones that stand out to me but the whole album is super awesome and I usually don't like that kind of stuff so if you like R and B I would say like it's almost like future R and B you should check out SZA's new album all right Kish all right this is an album that I listened to like for a year straight it just didn't leave the 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 slot in my car it's chris potter chris potter's follow the red line so chris potter just a little background he is uh, he related to harry potter he actually he's magical he's a very magical person Uh, possibly i'm I'm not gonna say no okay but no he's the he's the world's best saxophone player um, and i think anybody can agree with that um or at least one of the top three anyway and in this album, it's funky. It's like really funky and really, uh, man, how do I put it? It's like that virtuoso saxophone playing. And as a saxophone player that plays jazz, you just you listen to this and you're just like, how the fuck is he doing that? I don't understand how the hell he's playing that. And he's coming up with these ideas and like playing in these weird time signatures. And yeah, it's just and it's funky and it's fresh. And he's just he just kills it as he always does. So yeah, that's mine. I just kind of like to educate Dope. people on the jazz. It's funny how, like, it's cool how all of our choices when we do Album of the Week reflect ourselves as, like, the influences we are as musicians, obviously. But, like, <laughs> just so clearly, you know, we pick very different things. Yeah, I know, time. right? <laughs> I know. Which is why I think, you know, we, we have such a cool sound. You know, we, we kind of pull from everything. It yeah. is fun to do that. All right, Pat, number two. My second album of the week. I'm going to go with The Cars. I think it's just self-titled, The Cars. Yeah. At first, first I thought album. you meant that, that song. By Gary remember. Newman? Yeah. No. In Cars. No, 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 no. The Cars. They're here in my car. <laughs> 1978? <laughs> yeah. Here in my car. I, I can lock all my doors. doors. Yeah, I feel safe of all in car. Yeah, that's a great song. We all know it. So it's got to be a good song. Everybody yeah, fucking sure. knows it. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm going with Next the Cars. Remix. 1978. The Cars are banned oh, wow. out of Boston, Massachusetts. Not Boston, Texas. Or is it Austin, Massachusetts? Boston, Texas. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. So uh, Rick Okasek and Benjamin Orr, lead vocalist for the Cars, they kind of sound the same. I think Benjamin Orr was better than Rick Okasek. <laughs> and our, you know, R.I.P. Benjamin Orr. He died from pancreatic cancer in uh, 2000. Uh-huh. So, but they had, they had like a lot of great songs that everybody's heard, like the good, uh, good times roll. My best friend's girl, moving in stereo, which was featured in, and went down in an infamous scene in good, uh, what's it called, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where the girl coming out of the pool and the guy was jerking off in the bathroom and gets busted, <laughs> like, and that was like the the background music. Oh my God. In his like little fantasy land. Anyway, it's a good album. Go listen to it. It's quick. Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm just trying to like picture that scene, uh, like in, with that song in the background right now. <laughs> okay, number two favorite album right now. Or uh, I guess I'm just picking my favorite albums right now for album of the week. So you get your old with your new. No shape is the new album from Perfume Genius, and it's phenomenal. 
it's a little more chill, I think, and a, a bit different than, again, some of the stuff I normally would listen to, but I've been trying to purposefully do that so that I can get some new ideas and stuff. It's sort of like synth wave with this really adorable non-gender binary dude that has this like really beautiful sort of higher range voice and he does some incredible harmonies that are just mind-blowing so um i think my favorite track from it is called slip away it has a cool music video too it's kind of weird but cool the song itself is actually amazing and um it reminds me a lot of uh yancey the lead singer of sigur ross's album go that he put out in like 2009 in that he just has so much vocal range and so many harmonies. They just they do a lot of really cool things with just like tension and it's sort of like explosions in the sky meets Yancey, I guess. I don't know. It's really cool. You should check it out. Kish. Cool. Nice. What I have been into lately, it's just been, it just captured me when I saw it. I was, I was going through uh, NPR's Tiny Desk Concerts, um, which everybody should check out because I guarantee you you're going to find at least one artist that you're just you're going to fall in love with from that series but St. Paul and the Broken Bones is is one that I stumbled upon and it basically it's this, this like southern just soul uh, this 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 guy he's almost he looks kind of nerdy actually but he brings it and he like he be singing one of his songs like in the middle of that and you could see his eyes tearing up the, the, the reason why I love him so much is is that like he brings the emotion into the song from the song into like whatever performance that he plays he really he conveys the he emotion he really yeah. conveys yeah, yeah. it and like you you see him like tearing up and you start like like oh my gosh like, should I be crying should too should I be crying too it's kind of crying? like when you go to a funeral you know yeah, you see every people around you crying and, like, and you just oh, kind of catch the oh, fever shit, yeah I guess yeah. I should be sad now yeah uh, check him out he's he's bringing that I think he's from Georgia or some, somewhere in the south he's bringing that southern soul and it, he's he's bringing it yeah, good yeah, Birmingham Birmingham Alabama yeah, there you go and uh, yeah uh, I just can't stop listening to him just because he's got that such a great voice is his, and he's got a full band with Is him. he St. Paul? Yeah, he is. Paul he is. Janeway yep. is his name. Or Janeway. You know, I'd probably how, say Janeway. How much I was hoping that he was from St. Paul. I think that's why people around here probably like him. Because they just <laughs> want to adopt him, you know? Yeah. People, like, people in Minnesota are very, they want to very adopt possessive. People. It's very Speaking possessive. people from here, I finally met Harmar at Grumpy's the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Scott Jeff. I was Jeff. And I got Scott. a photo what? with him. I always, forget his, I always forget his name. Harmar Superstar? Yes. Got it. Anyway. Anyway. Cool. Anyway. That was cool. I All finally right. got a picture with him. I've been waiting almost a year for that to happen. Yay. Nice. I photoshopped myself in pictures that I want to be with people. That's nice. One time I was sitting next to him <laughs> and we were watching the wild game at Grumpy's and drinking Pacificos and talking about Tim Hortons. Oh, they're good donuts. Yes, they, they are. are good donuts. Do you cheap. know what? Okay. People, coffee shops, whatever, any, any type of Buildings, restaurant. birds, sons. Take note of this. When I was in Canada and I went to the Hortons, Tim Hortons, they do a promotion there. You get a coffee and like in the little lip of the coffee, you, it's a roll-up promotion. Every cup you buy, you roll it up and you see you can win stuff. So like I won uh, free donuts. Nice. Yeah, it's awesome. Have good donuts. They should do that. I, like Tim Starbucks. Here. I know they just infiltrated us. Isn't, Canada well, is taking over the world. There's one on like in Dickytown. <gasps> Dickytown, right? Really? Yes. What? I just walked Are you past saying I got to go back to Dinkytown? I guess Today, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Um, <laughs> 
Is McDonald's still doing that? Just really quick. Is McDonald's still doing their monopoly thing? Is that done now? Uh, I think I they do it like happening. I think they do it like every year. I, I don't that's know what if it's I thought. Happening I feel right like, yes, now. they do it every year. I don't. Think oh yeah, no, it's, it's still. Ha- I mean, I don't know if it's yes, happening it right now. Year, but, but I haven't seen it like well, in a year. Oh, they that do. might be good. Maybe you don't go to McDonald's enough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> let's though, segue though. here into our guest of the week. We have some good friends of mine, Turnian Sound, joining us from their studio. So this is the first on location uh, recording that we've done. Here we go. Thrones that says if you shake it, it goes like the little bell from when says shame. 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 Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Oh my god. It's a free app, everybody. I think I deleted it because of I was it was really fun for a while and then it lost its shine. Can I get a go? I got one. A nip. A little nip. A nip. Is that E and J? It there is. we go. Of course found it, it is. Elephant juice or earthly jambalaya. That's what I like to call it. Okay. Is... <laughs> now I feel comfortable. Handy. I need to have an air horn within reaching distance. Yeah. <laughs> so you just push this button whenever you feel like it, okay? We need, more, we, we need more air horn. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> nice. Um, Anybody? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, so is this where yeah, we're doing a episode 10? This is uh yeah this is episode ten. This is episode ten, of double our digits. cast pod. Yeah. We have double digit guests too, triple <laughs> digit guests. Actually. Are we starting this formally or what? We can start it formally. We or start, I think we're however starting. We want to start it. So we're here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One two three. Let's start. Okay. So we're here with Turning Sound. There. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, trio out of Minneapolis, making some waves. You guys want to introduce yourself? I'm Eric, uh, individually called Apparition. I'm Andrew. <laughs> Nostalgia. <laughs> Andrew Airhorn. <laughs> <laughs> so appropriate. Uh, I'm Jack, uh, Johnny Foreplay. Slash Gabber Jihad. Gabber Jihad. Slash a thousand other names that <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Marshmallow? Uh, so anyway, you guys started Turnian Sound, and what would you describe the sound as? Well, like the original idea when we came together was like, we really enjoyed playing together, and we were making dubstep aggressive stuff. And we, as we kind of like toyed around with the idea of creating a group together, we sort of tried to refine kind of what our sound was going to be, you know, or like decide. And we we're all sort of leaning towards like sound system, a little more minimal, a little more dark kind of vibey stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, no, we all been like doing aggressive sound projects before. And I know like definitely when we had been playing gigs, like Jack and I were already sort of getting into more of a classic uh, like classic UK dub sort of style or like deeper sounds less aggressive more uh, bass weight vibey kind of stuff and so deciding to do this project was like a, a, a new for us but also familiar at the same time I think also too we were like getting really frustrated with playing on crappy systems mm-hmm. totally and like so we wanted to make it a point where we're just like no our music is about being played on sound systems 
And that helps us be like, no, we're not going to play at your show unless you have, <laughs> like, bins. And, like, sure. it's going to sound good, you know? Because it's like, you can get away with playing bro step on a small system, you know, a lot of melodies and stuff like that. But then if you want to play a deeper tune, it's just going to sound That's terrible. Right. You know? It's probably refreshing to, like, have this project to be, like, you know, have something that's a little more, like, not in your face and, mm-hmm. like, kind of subtle. You got those, like, little subtle, darky, right. you know. And then you got and then you got these nice systems, obviously, you're playing with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when you're performing, which is probably, like, yes. It is like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much <laughs> like Ridiculously that. satisfying. Yeah. Nice. There's Woo. way more openness in it. Like, you don't, if you're making, like, like, I was making, like, tear out and rhythm and, like, really heavy stuff. And in those genres, there's so much distortion and the basses take up so much of the frequency spectrum that you can't fit in any other instrumentation most of the time, unless if you cut the rest of the tune out. So most of those tunes, any of the musicality, I shouldn't say musicality because it's all music, but any of like the melodic content or like the instrumentation is always in the intro or... That was like and a breakdown yeah. or something. Yeah. That, that was a big yeah. joke on Redline Reload, too. I remember Asphyxiate would always say that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do my my dubstep aux percussion. It's just like a tiny little, like, 15K hi-cat. That's hi-hat. That's, like, the only yeah. room there is. Right. And everything else is just bass noise <laughs> yeah. constantly. Yeah. Oh, no. So, like, I love, yeah. I love the way that Joe Nice puts it in his, like, documentary. He's always talking about how... How like deep dubstep is beautiful because it's so spacious. Everything is in its right place, and they all have room to move around each other. Yeah, it's, there's no clutter. I, I um, remember the first time I, I like heard Miramasa. Like I was just like he was like the that like a water drop sound. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> 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 it was, like it was just so like by itself, and like and you just had space, and I was like, yeah. man, this is cool. This is a whole new like area to like so. Yeah, any promoters out there listening who want a book, Turn In Sound, they <laughs> design their music to be played on really nice systems so you can hear all the different intricacies of the frequencies. So That's totally true. We were even toying around yeah. with, in fact, we should just get this solidified because I don't think we've done it yet, but like on the rider, I don't know what language we're going to use, but it's like, because I don't think you should specify like, this many 18-inch subwoofers. I think you totally uh, there's can. A, there's you a frequency response should. thing you I can do, I've seen that. riders that yeah. have that. You really? have a system 100%. that can put out this so, many decibels yeah. at this frequency My range. My new management like, yeah. has even specified mm-hmm. table height for me. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. So, I like, need that. That one just, I've had. I've had that. <laughs> we need that. Uh, I'm 6'5 uh, and my back hurts. Some memory popped up on Facebook of... Of Joker playing at Infrasound in 2016 at the beach stage, and the table, everybody's comments were like, "He's looks like his back is breaking because he was just <laughs> yeah, uh, over yeah, like on this. some crappy yeah, little table." Yeah, it's the worst. And, yeah. and opposite,ly speaking, um, Dirty Talk had a stool. Yeah, on their they right. always have a you know stool. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. It's awesome. There needs to be a DJ table invention, like one of those standing desks where you can. Yeah, the ergonomic DJ table. Did you see that Wonderground article? Company makes tables strong enough to support five attention-seeking. DJ at once. Oh my god. Amazing. We need an ergonomic uh, DJ <laughs> that supports all us attention seeking. It just DJs. makes me think we're starting to get older. It's just like, I need the ergonomic DJ table. Uh, but it's like, especially if you're on a tour dates, you ruin your back at one show and then you're just messed yeah. up you for the like rest of it. Or like oppositely, most dudes are taller than me. I mean, fortunately, I'm pretty tall for a chick, I think, but. I mean, like, 5'7", I said sort of, I think average is like 5'4". But anyway, yeah. 
I sit up there a little tiny bit more, and sometimes the table's too freaking tall for me. Yeah. And like, um, I play, you know, like an Alessa sample pad, so I'm playing with drumsticks, like, mm. like usually on like okay. a pad. And to have, to, yeah. like, you know, I mean, imagine trying to play. Imagine yeah, Megan unreasonable. putting her hands above her head. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because I, I bring a theracane with me now when I travel. I um, need to start doing it's, that. It's yeah, a really nice. Thing. I, I got it on, on tour. You um, got it on tour, huh? You want to um, I was going to pay that? the guy. I was going to pay him $4, <laughs> oh, no. $4 cash. I was like, yeah, yeah. what did you this, do? We're, we're staying at this mountainside studio <laughs> in Colorado. <laughs> and they had this like sweet back cane. Back cane that was in there that everyone was using like the whole time we were not every, there. No, no one was and using that, it. <laughs> so I found it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> then he comes out with it as we're leaving, and he's like, "Can I buy this from you?" I, we're staying at a stu- <laughs> at a studio that has artists at it every single night of the week, all the time. <laughs> and the dude's like, "I don't know. We really have people that need that." And he's like, he "Oh, okay. Yes, he oh. did. He totally <laughs> did." And then he's like, "Okay, like, fine." And then he gave it to him. That's what happened. My back was like killing. Oh my god! You deserve the back cane over everyone in the world, you're right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> lol. <laughs> he saved my life. So, <laughs> he did. Sewer necessities, ergonomic uh, DJ tables <laughs> on the rider, mm-hmm. uh, Theracanes, and hearing protection because we're all getting older. Hearing yeah, hearing yeah, hearing yeah, yeah I Jack just, just got new stuff. Molded too. earplugs mm-hmm. for my yes. ears. Yeah. yeah. What's a good brand? Or oh, I, good, like, I actually uh, go got those too. Did you? Yeah, yeah. the uh, oh, decibels. Yes. Yep. They're Shout nice. Shout out decibels. Shout out to decibels. This is not a sponsored post. No, if you want to sponsor, if you want to sponsor either of us, yeah. that would be fantastic. I need those in ear earplugs. That would be nice. How much in ears? Like sixty. Send us promos. No, it's really not that bad. Yeah, I would love to try those. Are they in ear monitors or just they're just earplugs? That's my only reservation. Okay, yeah, that's my only reservation about getting molded earplugs. It's it's like. Almost when I like think I'm gonna fork out enough money to buy a nice set of molded plugs, and I'm like, but like you could just save a little more money and like, yeah. buy some right. in But these, but these <laughs> are really like, like, like just don't yeah. save yeah. at all. It's like thirty dollars, <laughs> and you just boil water, put them in their foam, and they like squish it's like a mouth guard. I, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I'm happy with yeah. the earplugs that I have right now. Those I use ear racers. Yeah, the ear racers. Um, oh, yeah. And I love them. Me too. As someone who sings on stage, that is a huge like. If I don't have in-ear monitors, I almost felt like for a long time I couldn't even have earplugs because mm-hmm. right. it limits your, mm-hmm. like, in like what you hear in your the head when you're trying like, to sing. Yeah, it act- right. it absolutely, like, doesn't translate, and it's really, really hard, and you feel super insecure to be up there and not really knowing what, exactly what you're oh, sounding totally. like. Yeah. So I just kind of threw it in the towel for a long time in regards to having yeah. earplugs at all because I was like, can't hear shit no matter what I do, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to have them. That's yeah. my only gripe with those is that they don't really have a frequency opening no it's know? pretty muffled it's pretty muffled yeah see I think mm-hmm. I could not do um, that yeah. it'd be good That's I think really it's good for like going to shows mm-hmm. it might not be the best for performing performing I wore them under my headphones I played at Honey a couple weeks ago for yeah. a show and it was fine um, I had to crank the highs up a little bit in the queue so that I could hear the transients and the hi-hats mm-hmm. when I was DJing but it was mostly fine and honestly kind of the fact that I couldn't hear was actually beneficial because it forced me to like slow down and actually pay more attention Mm -hmm. and listen harder whereas normally I'm like I don't know how to explain like the experience of it but I'm like when you're DJing and like you're really into it and you're just not you're not thinking you're just kind of like moving really fast and not being 
I guess, conscientious. Mm -hmm. But then when I had to slow down and think, I got a little bit more into the zone. Mm. Sure. I think that's a double-edged sword for me, though, too, where it's just like, yeah, I can think more when I can't hear, but at the same time, I've had experiences where I have plugs in where I can tell I'm not having the same experience as everyone who's listening. Mm. Yeah. I'm having a muffled yeah. experience. Right. And yeah. so, like, also, I can find myself, like, or notice that I'm being really lame. <laughs> on stage, you know, like that I'm not dancing around or I'm not moving Why? around or not doing anything except for paying attention. And then I have to be like, ugh, yeah. get out of that. Like, because yeah. for a minute I start to think, is this what everyone else feels like right now? Like super chill? Like you're <laughs> yeah, just totally. listening and I look out there and everybody's like, ah! like, okay, I need to like figure this out. There's been times where I've been, I played like half a, half a key off, like I just a half step off and you've looked at me and like, you're like, <laughs> You're on the right key, and I'm like, what? What? I can't. Oh, shit. Like, for two minutes. Like, like, Pat gets that, too. I get that. That's good. That's he fair. gets that look from me. Uh, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Too. Yeah, and then, so and yeah. then I see oh, that those two start to talk to me, like, what is it? You need to have, like, a sign language. I mean, it's like a button that turns red, and I'm like, you're wrong. Like, for me, just be like, I'm not going to look at you, and just whack the button. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's been so long. Dude, I'm, James uh, Brown used to have hand sharp. signals for his C, the guys A-A. that would play oh, yeah, yeah. C- C- two conversations C- at once. <laughs> <laughs> James Brown would have um, hand signals for the people that would play for him on stage. And at the time, I think I remember them saying that they would get like um, like twenty dollars per show. That was like really good gig money at the time for them. And uh, yeah, like the horn players and everybody were getting like twenty bucks a show. And you'd know that he would go. He would like. But like put his hand like next to his leg basically and like shake his finger sort of at you. (laughs) (laughs) The original. I didn't look yet. Did you get punched now or what? Um, No, but he'd like put one finger down and like shake it at you sort of like behind him. So super subtle, so the audience didn't really know what was going on. But based on how many fingers he did that at you, meant $5 doc off your pay. Meant that you were off key or something, and he noticed that shit. And he would just be like, bam, and that people knew, oh shit, they're going to get yelled at, they're going to get in trouble. I mean, this guy shot a shot-off shotgun outside of a window on PCP at his (laughs) ex-wife. you got to be afraid of this motherfucker. He would do vocal cues during the set, too, and he'd be like, gotcha. And when he'd hear somebody like the drummer fuck up, he'd be like, Yeah, he'd try to fuck people up. (laughs) And he thought it was just him ad-libbing. He's like, no, you're off. Five bucks. Yeah. He's like, I'm a little short on rent this month, so I'm gonna try to like <laughs> really get him off. Yeah, yeah. Really good. <laughs> I'm only singing so on E's and Us at the beat right now. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> and I sing good. <laughs> and make love good. good. He said that on CNN. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And the interviewer was like, Thank you for <laughs> reminding us of that. Uh-huh. Anyways, James <laughs> 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 Brown uh, invented the circle game. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Oh my god. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> the originator that's where it came from. It's crazy that someone could be just that like, that good, you know, like to have such a good sense of time and of pitch and of everything to just be like messing with everyone else. Yeah. There's clearly gotta be insanely good musicians you're as well. You're the centerpiece and yet you're just constantly listening to everybody else that's yeah. like part of this puzzle. Like, that's, that's gotta be flow for yeah, sure. Seriously. Yeah. Total flow. Flow. Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously, that's insane. I only have two of you up there, and I try to be James Brown. I can't imagine having a big band Shake behind me. Shake my fingers at you. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, dock your pay. Yeah. And do it for inflation. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. <laughs> that's harsh. You're making no money. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Are there things that I can do that can earn me money mm-hmm. on stage? 
Mm. Pat, I'll, I'll offer you this. If you walk around, I'll give you more money. I have a pedal board. I gotta stay. With <laughs> no, I can't move. That nope. is such <laughs> mean to I have a pedal board. I have a. Anyway, Ooh, this is your girl. interview. So oh, let's talk about you guys. We walk around too much. Yeah, what do you guys do? Yeah, house. Uh, you have four decks uh, at yeah. all times, I assume, yeah. and that must be a variety requirement as well. Mm-hmm. Because I can't mm-hmm. imagine that all three of you would would you would kill each other <laughs> if you had <laughs> any questions. Yeah, yeah. You guys all use uh, CDJs. Right? Is yeah. that what you guys play on? Yeah. 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 So yeah, four you decks. Have to have at least four. Can you do more than that? Do people do more than that? Mm-hmm. I guess Bad Boy Bill does that there, shit. I saw once a lot years ago in like 2010, I think, there was two Psytrance DJs who played on eight decks and two mixers. What the hell? And they had, <laughs> well, that's like, they had a system where they were able to queue the other mixer and all the other decks like in one of their channels or it was like in the send or something like yeah, that. I don't know if they're using pioneer cool. mixers, hmm. but they did like they were doing they were layering like four tracks at a time and then the other four decks were for like samples and effects oh, and like all this crazy, crazy stuff and all it's these awesome. miles and everything. I've never seen anyone use more than four, yeah. I don't think. No. Psytrance people are that, uh, a huge inspiration for me. That D and B DJ, I think is is it Blackley or something? Oh, like he that? uses He's six. six. Yeah, six and decks. It's all, but it's all like so perfectly cued. Yes. Like four. And he's moving the pitch fader. Draw. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can watch he does uh uh how many tracks <laughs> in six 60 minutes, I think. Yeah. And he'll get to like 300 nice. tracks. But it's all, it's it, that's all planned top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say it's entirely. Entirely. Right. And the cool yeah. thing though too is because I've always like, I feel like there's a lot of different philosophies you can have when you're doing, like you're playing music for a party and when you're DJing. And I like to always think of it as composition, you know, because mm-hmm. you're like creating the storyline for the night. And like it's reactive, you know, in like a jazz way. But, um... Blackly, like people would just be like, oh, he's just playing a million tunes. It sounds like garbage, but it's like precise, you know? So mm-hmm. he's taking three tunes to make one new expression mm-hmm. and then mixing in other tunes to make more. I, I get inspired yeah. by that a lot. That's I like that a lot. We do too. Well, we don't do it that quick, but no. yeah, how do I don't you guys treat do it. I don't, well, personally, I think these guys too, but when I DJ, I don't treat songs, I don't treat them as songs. They're not like finished pieces Layer. of music to me. Um, They're each like loops gotcha. and layers, so like I'm trying to always have like two or three of those layers on top of each other at a time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I wanted to move to deeper stuff because you can do more layering. Yeah, I was just gonna say yeah, that. With, sure. with so like, totally with rhythm, the, the joke is that it's like all chopping. Either you chop, right like, now. imagine playing a rhythm set with four decks and they're all pinned, like, at the top. Yeah, like, it, it would just be up, absolute <laughs> Like, there would be, like, it just sounds like one, just noise entirely. Well, you can chop it, and then you're remixing in that way because you're, right. like, mm-hmm. you're taking, like, this bass from this tune and this bass, yep. but you can only do so much with chopping. And if you do deep stuff, you can chop and you can layer. Yeah. Do you think it's because of the uh, openness of the sound and the frequencies that you can allows yeah. itself to it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I have trouble like double dropping with a lot of the things that I play just because it, there's so much melodic stuff. Yeah, that yeah. if there's a lot of melodies, it becomes impossible. Yeah, really it's like. really hard. It's very rare that I find two songs that like sit yeah. nicely on top of each other yeah. in the genre that I play. Yeah, yeah you'd almost have to like house music. I can do chops, and that's fun. Yeah, because right. when I was right. playing. Um, uh, for Cabaret, which is like this electronic music cabaret theater nightclub mashup thing. Where can I find this? Yeah, I got it. Uh, we're doing another show at the end of the year, so I'll tell everybody. Nice, yeah. But um, it's really cool. But, Andrew Side Project. Yes. One of a thousand. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would always take 
because it was like we're trying to appeal to a big broad audience but I'm still trying to have fun so up there I'm taking minimal house tunes and I'm sneaking them in so that's 16 into like a Daft Punk or like something that people recognize I like switch the bass out and I'm like did anybody notice? No. <laughs> Alright cool. There might be like one or two people in the back like, this sounds familiar. Yeah. I, don't know. I know that bass line. <laughs> it works. I was, mix- I was mixing disco and night bass for a little bit which actually kind of worked in a weird way and then like just slowing down some of that more minimal style house to mix with disco and still making it kind of fresh for myself, which is really cool because otherwise I'm just playing. Eh. Yeah, it doesn't really emotions. appeal to me yeah. as much. Yeah. <laughs> when you guys are doing your guys' um, uh, in this new music, are, are you guys using controllers then? Or like, where are you getting these sounds from? These like crazy. Jack. You know, yeah. <laughs> the sounds come from Jack. Yeah, Jack <laughs> that anyway, just for people listening, what you would individually say. You know, actually, I'll do it this way. Tell me what the person to your left, and you can loop back to Eric. Okay. Um, most, um, what is their, like, best contribution, best asset to what you guys do? Because yeah. this, way, this way you guys won't um, lie about yourselves. And you can... <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Smart. Andrew, uh, arrangement, composition, master... Super lit. Yeah. I air horned myself. <laughs> it, was, it was appropriate. Um, yeah, no, Andrew's the guy where it's like when we, Jack and I can like start tunes by ourselves or when we're all together and we'll make something. But Andrew's the guy who, who will always be able to grind and like finish the thing. Like, okay, I know what this needs. Mm-hmm. He's listened to so much music <laughs> and like yeah. done critiquing and mixing, mastering stuff for a million artists. So just like knowing how to finish something or to make it like, okay, this is a simple idea, but here's how we can make this a tune. And that's like often, like, in my experience, because I, I suppose a lot of people out there listening to who aspire to make music, that can be, like, the sticking point and the hardest part to get totally. through. Totally, finishing Every music. Every artist ever. Yeah. 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 The finishing part, the finishing yeah. finishing part. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Jack is the... R&D of Turnian Sound, um, which is pretty tight. Um, a lot of times, like, when you walked in, Megan, before, and I was just, like, making crazy sounds. That's usually what happens when I walk in and Jack's sitting there in the dark. It's all red in here. And it would be, like, everything's hooked yeah. up to a controller. And it's just spooky vibes, 100%. And there's just filthy noise happening yeah. recording. Is there, like, a, a particular plug-in or anything that you kind of rely on as I, I want to say like a go crutch to. that's the wrong word but like yeah. a go-to <laughs> less yeah. than a plug-in more like a concept really okay. I try to make a lot of procedural sound design stuff so like using different controllers and everything like in the software like LFOs and randomizers and everything and mm-hmm. clip following and Ableton and all kinds of stuff to like generate randomness, but mm. randomness that's controlled. Sure, yeah. So that every time like a note hits, like these parameters will shift a certain degree, but not so much that it's bad sounding. So I try to keep it yeah. musical so that we have something to cut out of. And then you just go into like, in Ableton, you go into like the key tracking more or less in like the, um, what would you call that? The, uh, group properties like the sound group properties or instrument properties yeah. and then you just adjust it to specific notes that you know you're going to be playing yeah so okay. what what I do basically is I record everything into one big wave file and mm-hmm. then I just chop it up oh, sample out tiny sounds that's a good idea and then we yeah. just we do most stuff in audio okay before we get on this gigantic like, tangent yeah, for Ableton yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's actually, that is really useful, actually. If you record that, stuff like that. put it in the granulizer. Exactly. You know, yeah. chuck some reverb on it, pitch yeah. it down an octave, dude, Boom. it sounds spooky. You see, and you can I'm, get I'm all of these secrets from taking classes from Jack. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, right. A little plug. Slam Academy learn. and private lessons. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I'm trying to help some more private lessons, so. Nice. Yeah. Send them my way. But, um, Eric is like the supreme idea generator, in my opinion. Uh, Eric just like, every time, I don't know, I feel like whenever we're working on something, you always like, you have a drum fill idea in your head, mm -hmm. and then you just like beatbox it. Yeah, it's always some kind of mouth sound. It's like, insane. Oh, I guess. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't get, when I'm writing music, I don't have ideas and then execute them. Ever. Everything's entirely experimental for me, and that's the only way that I can write. That's but awesome. with Eric, like if it's Eric and I, and I'm doing sound design and I get a bunch of sounds together, I throw <laughs> them onto the launch pad, and then Eric just. And then I'll like, just. Oh, here's the, the baseline. Jack will keep editing and, the sound while we're doing that. Yeah. It works, that's actually working. That's a really fast way to get stuff generated, and mm -hmm. then Andrew just comes in and fucking. Oh, here's what you need to finish it. that. <laughs> Done. You guys, you guys are like the like the Triforce, like the. Yes. You guys, yeah, whatever the other one lacks. Is, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, we have a Triforce. So, um, <laughs> are you guys doing anything else with Duplock coming up here? You just had a release. Yeah, so tell, Potentially. Tell people, yeah, Duplock 21 out there. Yep. If it's anybody available wants now. the number. Yeah. In all stores. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> we've got, basically, you know, like we, I feel like the beginning of this year, we kind of like launched publicly. Like last year was the refining our sound and figuring out how to work together. How do we make yeah. music? This year was like that. We made a bunch of stuff. Let's tell everybody about it. Um, and so we had like a bunch of announcements like getting on Submission and then the Duplock release and all that stuff. Um, and now we've kind of gone dark again to finish off the what is probably wave. like five or six signed releases now. Nice. Including two vinyl releases. Hey. Woo! Yeah. So that's a life goal. Just nice. to hold songs on wax. Right. So your own... Um, and those are coming out mm. in uh, late summer, early fall, I think. Mm -hmm. um, it's planned so far, yeah. Yeah, and then like I wish we could say what they are and when they are, but they're all kind of like closing like right now. So mm. it's like we're just figuring it out. Yeah. Um, Pre-masters are sent. Yeah. Waiting mm. to get masters back. We finally but, approved. Uh, yeah. Sometime in the next you, ten years, there will be. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Do you, you guys get a lot of suggestions back from the labels that you work with, or do they kind of give you free reign? It's on your stuff. Random. Random. Depends. You know, like I think some people think it's rude to give suggestions. I prefer. I like getting suggestions back, especially if like the it's like let's work together and mm -hmm. like. I'll do one of yours and then not give up one of mine or something yeah, like that. But that a, doesn't even happen that much in either. In an old school sense of the term, it's almost like having a, a producer. Yeah. In a very minor sense. I appreciate sense, that, you know? especially since like yeah. I'm coming from the drum and bass, bro steppy, nerdy background into this more minimal like aesthetic that Jack and Eric know way more than I do. And so I just feel like I need more reassurance from people in the scene. Like it's nice to send tunes out and be like because we'll even what get surprised. Think? We write so much music, and we'll send it to different people. Everybody likes a different song. Yeah, that has been mm -hmm. really weird. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, like, it's really yeah. reassuring, though, too, because, like, when you wrote the song, you are like, hyped on it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, two days later, you're like, eh. And then you right. send it to someone, yeah. they're like, oh, that's this is this yeah, is the one you made that is the dopest. And you're like, uh, okay. really? Like, out of all the... Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but that's been really interesting yeah. to see what labels like what songs within our, you know, like the dubs catalog. And it, I think there's definitely been 
surprises for each of the releases. Like, oh, they want this one. Like, mm-hmm. great. We didn't know what we were going <laughs> to do with that one. Yeah. But now it's going to go over here to this label. How we exciting like, is that, though? I mean, you guys are starting something new. You, you probably... You know, you have your sound, but, like, it's not quite, like, firmly established, mm-hmm. and it can morph and, and turn into whatever, just kind of... And, and it, it can be something brand new that, like, may, you know, that obviously, you know, no one has ever done before. Every time mm-hmm. you start a new song, you're just like, all right, where's it going to go? Yeah. You're sitting in your seat like a roller coaster, but, like, blindly yeah. going, and, it's, and it, it turns <laughs> out, like, something super dope, like, when you're, ex- Jack, when you're experimenting with sounds, and you're just, right. like, turning not, you know, and just... All of a sudden, you just like have this like aha moment. And you're just like, "What is that beautiful? Yeah, whatever that is." So how beautiful. That beautiful. That was fucking filthy. That is a beautiful part. That was disgusting. That was terrifying. I love it. It's like an angel dying at the same time. So now that you guys have been together for like, let's I don't know, maybe a year, you've been working on some stuff. How do you guys find since you've refined your song? writing process how do you find um, a song a start to a song really quickly I just would like to tell everyone that my girlfriend just realized her shirt has been backwards at work all day. <laughs> <laughs> she works at Target. Having corporate. a good morning. Yes. <laughs> Super lit. Yes. Shout out. Sorry, Haley. Oh, I know you don't God. listen to these anyway. You hear yeah, enough she, of me talk. Say the kiss. Well, I listen to them right now. Okay, so well, yeah. How I do you... She listens to enough of you talk. Anyway. So well, how do you start? You know, the, the, we, the all, we all came uh, into this as already producers right. for several years, you know? So each of us start whips. You know, we mm-hmm. each start tunes. Um, and kind of, we meet up every Tuesday, um, and today is Tuesday, so it's Tuesday. 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 Yeah, thank Turn you in Tuesday. Us, by the way. <laughs> yeah. oh, this Tuesday. is the first time we've been in somebody else's space, so it's, hey, hey. it's nice <laughs> and refreshing. Um, yeah, so we meet up here every Tuesday, um, and just, uh, we, we have, we have a meeting with an agenda, and we have, like, just to keep track of releases and stuff like that, and then we talk about, like, all right, what's the most productive thing to do today, and maybe what's the thing we want to do most today, mm-hmm. and then we'll show each other the tracks we've been working on, and and usually they're they're really dope, and we'll just be like, all right, I have an idea for that, let's go in on it for a little bit, and, like, mm-hmm. get everybody in there, mm-hmm. or it'll be like, I started this, and I have no idea where to go, and the rest of us will kind of put in our two cents, and then it kind of forms together, and then there's a few tunes we did that were literally just from scratch, collab all three of us born just during the session mm-hmm. um timers timers yes yeah, and we're gonna get back lot. into that because we kind of yeah. left it for a little bit and it hurt us but like you can't have more than one person in the captain's chair at once right when you're producing mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. unless you've got like a bunch of synths lined up or something like that but like so what we'll do is we'll have like the 20 minute timer yeah there's an app it's called seconds pro if you want to get it, if you're out there and you need a timer app, it's really nice. Yeah, I do it's for uh, Android or iPhone. Tomato, 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 timer. tomato timer until I got this one, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. It, like, you know, it's like you set it on your desk and then you can set chunks. So it's like 25, 25 yep, minutes and then uh, it changes over. And you do that. It's the Pomodoro technique. The Pomodoro <laughs> technique, yeah. Have yeah. you guys heard of Against the Clock? Yes. The, Dude, the game I show? just found that this morning. TV Land game show. Okay, well, <laughs> it is also a YouTube series where they bring in producers and they get 10 minutes mm-hmm. to make That's something. Tight. That's dope. And, um, like, the, the, I was introduced to it via Lady Starlight, so you know how much, like, modular synths, like, all mm-hmm. her stuff is modular. All, her entire setup is just hardware. 
Um, and she kind of said something funny too in that regard is that she just the reason she loves hardware so much is because it does have limitations, mm. and she needs those because she said like if she doesn't have things to limit her, that she will never get anything done. Yep. Right. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah. I watched Tom Mish's this morning and stuff like that, and um, <laughs> a few other people I can't think of off the top of my head, but it is such a cool little series, and that's exactly, yeah, the whole essence of it is that they get 10 minutes, they'll start the timer and, like, start doing, and they bring in all their own gear and everything, of course. I mm-hmm. actually think they do it, they often just do it out of their own studio or whatever. A lot of the time, yeah. Yeah, but it was just... Uh, Super cool thing. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Hey, Against the Clock. Fun challenge. If you're a producer out there, set a timer and see what kind of song you can produce in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, actually, um, this was a couple of years ago, and I was talking to you, Megan, about making music. And I don't know if I was, like, discouraged on that day or whatever, but um, you told me about your, like, five-minute rule or whatever. like uh, Two-minute, five-minute. Two-minute. Minute. <laughs> just a couple-of-minute rule, and mm-hmm. it was basically, like... All you got to do is just sit down and tell yourself you're going to work for two minutes, five minutes, whatever. No, two-minute rule is different. I'm, oh, oh okay. There's an, there's an addition. But the point right. was... Five five yeah, the five-minute rule. It was, the point was is to get you to actually just sit down mm-hmm. because usually yes. if you actually take any amount of time to sit down in front of your computer to make something, you're going to be there for way longer than five minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. And you'll probably I still that. get something done. I used it last week. It's like, beautiful. It's it is one of the best yeah. rules I've ever found. And then two-minute rule, tangential, is one of my rules as a like, sole proprietor that I, you know, work from home and things like that, mm-hmm. um, is that if I have a task that can be accomplished in less than two minutes, do it right, right now. now. yeah. Because yeah. Other, those things pile up and get really annoying. And then they just become more and more tedious, seemingly, yeah. even though there's something they're you nice. could have done in, like, yeah. two seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. And as long as I just hold myself to that. And more. also the five-minute rule, yeah. Some days I don't feel like doing anything, but at least if I can tell myself I went and sat down for at least five minutes, mm-hmm. then right. I don't feel like a total POS Express yes. for the rest of the day. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same so, thing with yeah. practicing guitar. If I like, would rather just sit there and go down the YouTube rabbit hole. I'm like, I should practice. Yeah, and I saw on some like viral up, how to be productive at least list a half hour years ago, and it has just mm-hmm. been one of the best Simple things, things I've ever found. I have a I have a whiteboard that I like thought I would use to block out time and like you know like put like cool things and like this is what I'm gonna do today. Mm-hmm. Really, what I've had on that whole whiteboard um, for the past I think three weeks is don't think, just do. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like just like forget about thinking and just do what you want and like you need to do for that day. And if you don't give yourself time to think, you just like just get started. Just get if you don't five minutes, five like that's the thing is five minutes. Um, you end up and like playing a saxophone or producing for an hour or more or something like that. Mm-hmm. You don't even want to start, but then you find something. Oh yeah, I do like doing music. That's right. I don't hate this. I don't hate this. Why sometimes. am I so scared? That's something nice me? about the timer too. Is I I was reading in like a creativity <clears throat> book. I forget. It's like Steal Like an Artist. Maybe it was in there. But um, <laughs> yeah. uh, the timer is cool because it cuts you off mid-inspiration, yeah. which means you sit back down and you're just waiting to get back in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus stopping when you've exhausted all your ideas right. and you don't want to go back because you're just defeated. Then you yeah. feel like bad about it too mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. If I go till I'm exhausted, I'm like, oh, I didn't do anything good today. Because mm-hmm. your emotional state is then mm-hmm. poor mm-hmm. and then Diminished. when you look back, you're not actually looking back with a clear mindset. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Exactly. But it, 
you wake up sometimes then and you're like, oh man, I, I wish I remembered the quote of this thing, but it was like, um, and then she went to bed and woke up and realized that she had made a complete piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's why, that's why you gotta yeah, get a real piece of garbage. Yeah. That's, why, that's why the, that's why like the t- Pomodoro technique or whatever timer you have with 20 minutes, 25, whatever, it cuts you off and if you, you gotta right. stop there. Like, this actually happened to me last night when I was practicing. I was working on one specific thing timing-wise, like on a 16th note, and I was so close to getting it, and the timer went off, and I'm like, fuck, I just wanted to keep going. But I stopped, gave myself five minutes, and went back into it, and it just seemed so much easier yeah. to get right yeah. back to that point. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I, if anyone who's ever built a skill before has probably felt this, but sometimes you work so hard on something, you can't get it. Mm-hmm. Like when I was learning how to do turntablism or scratching or like I'm rock climbing now. Mm-hmm. It's yes. like another place that I've been finding it. <laughs> but it's like you keep going at this problem and you you put all your effort into So the bass traps just fell down on everybody. Yeah, you're trying to get it and then sometimes like you stop and the next day when you go in, it's like your skill level jumped after that break and you're like way above it and then suddenly it's easy. Yeah, you just have to sleep and then it like works out. I don't know what that is. Dude, I found this mm-hmm. quote yeah. I was just talking about. Um, it looks like a book excerpt. <laughs> Certain that she had made a good painting at last, she pedaled home from the studio in the moonlight, fervent and giddy with glee. She awoke the next morning and returned, only to discover in the new light of dawn that she had made something completely fucking stupid. <laughs> a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Appropriate. It's like when you like try and make music on Adderall or, or on. Mm, yeah. I, I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Like, are you trying to like drink right. a lot and write a song? That yeah. doesn't work for oh, me. Ever. Right. No shit. <laughs> Never Dude, I wrote a, a post about this once because okay, the guy that actually inspired me to ever get Logic, it was like I'd already been using GarageBand for a long time, and then. I like went and toured, not toured, but I went to go interview for this blog I worked for, this guy's like basement studio, and he was using Logic, which I was shown, or you know, found out was big kid garage band. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy <laughs> was, I mean, a really prolific dude, and he still mixes and masters a lot of people's things, and is really more of a hermit behind the scenes kind of dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Wes Opus, if you've ever heard of him, Wesley Opus, but anyway. I just remember seeing, like, on the table next to his studio was literally a table that you couldn't see the top of it at all because the entire thing was empty PBR cans <laughs> and probably a case and oh a half, God. two cases, like, Whoa, t- like not twacks, like, chilling. 24 packs, like, a shit ton, and then in the garbage can, just crinkled up cans. <laughs> and dude was saying how, like, he, all day, all he does is just drink PBR and, like, eat Dominoes <laughs> and, like, do this. And oh, I remember, I mean, like that was just shit. kind of ingrained well, in me forever. It was just like, oh, production, that. like people are producing, they're smoking blunts and they're <laughs> like drinking Hennessy and right. they're like sitting in there and they're getting turned together and they're making bangers. And then I like <laughs> never, I like tried it Can't like so it. many Can't times. No, and yeah. all that happens is you get up, you're like, fuck this, this yeah. is boring, yeah. this is yeah. some fun. Right. But yeah, like, it just never ever has made me anything good. It was like that time, it was like that time, one Friday night, like a couple months ago, I've told you about, my 
roommate gave me a hit of acid, and I'm like, I'm staying in, and I'm going to finish a track. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, to our credit, we made a really good track on Mushroom. That kick drum sounded really good. That was the one instrument that you made. I finally like you to stop. I'm like, this is the worst night ever. Oh man, it was terrible. To our credit, we made a really good song on Mushroom. Was like three days later. That's just the trick there, kids. That's the trick. Go with the grass. Maybe there's people that microdose or whatever that might work. I don't know. I'm not 20 years old anymore though. I can't do yeah. that stuff. It makes me all scary. So yeah, yeah I, I had a terrible. Great. I had a terrible time. The next day. I had an absolute <laughs> terrible time. I woke. I like. I gave up at like 3:30 in the morning, and I'm like, oh, I'm just. My brain and he messaged hurts. me like a million yeah. times I'm on like, Facebook, like, why did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> like, you told me not to do this. I heard <laughs> companies in Silicon Valley are microdosing their um, their employees with like very small doses of acid just to get them thinking outside the box. I don't think they're doing that to them. <laughs> not like that. Not like yeah, without the yeah. yeah. like The Keurig machine as an extra little. You don't know that. You don't know that. Nobody knows if they're you know how many mics. Would you like today? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See that? There's a conspiracy, man. Yeah, dude. Google's microdosing their employees, man. <laughs> I think it's hilarious how, god. like, the most, like, what is kind of seen as really exemplary American success, Silicon Valley, is like this huge. That's like what we do. You know what I mean? And like, they're like some of the most successful people in the country, and they're the ones eating psychedelics. Yeah, right. And like working ninety hours a week, working ninety hours a week. <laughs> They're like some of the most productive people on the planet, mm-hmm. and everyone like lauds them as like these great, amazing people. But then you know, there's the drugs are still illegal, like, and it's like the, the propaganda is still that it's for like. <laughs> You know, slowly. people who don't do anything, but these people. Yeah, didn't so you see the Steve Yobbs documentary? We have weed legal in, in the states, so yeah, I mean, that's the just start. moved back from Denver. Wait, I heard a good, but, really, but to be no. fair, guys, no. we, <laughs> <laughs> I did like, when I was there, though, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. 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 Denver, I heard it smoke at all. Weed moves home. Moves home immediately. Moves to Denver, doesn't smoke weed, moves home. Plays one show. Your life is so simple. Playing one show the whole time. It's hard to get in down there, man. It is. Yeah. I think even the locals down there. Trouble. No, they totally have trouble. It's. I think it's harder for locals. It is harder for locals. I agree with that completely. It was really much. You know, I we have lots of friends who live in that scene and that you know make music down there as well. And we've been very fortunate to have Cervantes be really supportive of us and put us on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Scott Morrill, seriously. Woo. We love you, Scott. Like, thank you so much. But it's seriously like I I know a lot of people that live down there that make great quality shit and just have trouble getting in. It's really tough to live there and to right. make yeah. waves or to get people to notice you there. It's too. kind of a weird. Um, yeah. It's a weird thing. Somebody said this to me a long time ago, that the more you play outside of where you live, the bigger you are where you live. Totally. Mm-hmm. For and sure. yeah. it's just right. one of the weirdest, most true things mm-hmm. I've ever mm-hmm. heard in my life. Yeah, it's like so much perception. It's really weird. Yes. <laughs> it's a big it part of what we do. Yeah. Perception. Yeah, yeah, you know, because it's like, oh, I'm not going to post this right now because I have to blank or like whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like just and the, the moves And also not being able to, to post anything personal about your life. Yeah. You know, that's something that I'm sure we all have to, mm-hmm. I mean, we've all probably slipped up and done it a few times and then yeah. we have 
instant regret about it, you know? Everybody <laughs> There's like legit. some meme I saw like, of this renaissance woman sweeping and it's like we'll me deleting my posts after I have an emotional outburst on Facebook. Or but it's just like, that is us. You know, we're not allowed to have those emotional outbursts like other people are. You know, we're not allowed to have those in the public eye. And and I mean, you it happens to all of us. Shit happens, but you're not supposed to. And you're supposed to have this, you're supposed to give this perception that you're totally fine all the time, that you're totally mentally stable. I mean... I know that people say they're not mentally stable and it's well received and it's fine yeah. and it obviously right. it makes you more personable in my opinion. But yeah, we definitely have this weird like double standard where we're not allowed to almost be real people. Mm-hmm. We have to I be think, what we make. I think you can say you're mentally unstable and people accept it, but if you act mentally unstable, then that's, that's when people so get true. uncomfortable. Holy shit. They that's don't want to so deal true. with they, you know people want to like. Oh, I'm mentally ill, and it's like becomes this image thing or whatever. Yeah. But then it's like Support. when you actually have to deal with the negative yeah. side of mental illness, it's and plus like it's our difficult. Generation though. You know like what it's like when someone's romanticized nihilism. Not like nihilism. Yeah, We've totally romanticized the oh, existential yeah. dread, and like everyone has it now, and everyone has yeah. anxiety, mm-hmm. and we're all gonna die. Who fucking cares? Woo! Like yeah. that's our generation in a nutshell. Uh, you know, I'm a recovering nihilist. <laughs> I know this Wholes- is true. Wholesome memes only now. <laughs> On it. <laughs> I so do still true. post a lot of really grumpy old liberal <laughs> politics. Stuff, yeah, but, yeah, I can't help myself either. Like the stock photo meme of that girl being like, "Can you name any of your great grandparents?" And this chick's like, mm, oh. "Maybe one of eight of them." And she's like, "Oh, so life doesn't really matter. No one's gonna remember who you are. Let's get high." <laughs> anyway, here's some music. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, on an interesting note, this is like a shower court. I read the other day off of Reddit. Um, now with Facebook and social media, our great 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 great, great grandkids might know who we are. That's however, true. however, we, they will know everything about you. Yeah. Well, if you don't make public posts all the time about your personal life, no. I like that everyone knows everything. I think that's actually good. Yeah. Okay, Julian Assange. <laughs> okay. Fuck that. Tell them everything. I don't like that, dude. Hey, there's a new, um, are they finally put, never mind, it's not new, I'm an idiot. They put out that uh, Benedict Bumberbatch um, remake of um, Julian Assange. It's a movie they did about Julian Assange. Oh, the guy that no one knows how to say his name. Yeah, um, Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict. It's sure, what's Benedict? Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Yeah. I'll take a Benedict Cumberbatch. They did a movie about it's him. It's Benedict Bumbleback. Bumbleback. Did he listen? Anyway, yeah, they really did a movie about him, and they made him look like a total ass. He's one of our biggest. I mean, yeah, he's he's our biggest. biggest. Actually, yes. is he in jail? Still he's yet? In Ecuador. Oh, he's just he's chilling, eating, fucking yipping. He's at the what is it? In Ecuador. Yeah. Um, he's just eating some yipping gachos, those fucking cheese stuffed pancakes that they got down in Ecuador. That shit's bomb. Go to Chimborazo. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's a restaurant in Central called Chimborazo, <laughs> and they make like mozzarella stuffed potato pancakes. I'm in. Chimborazo is listening and wants to sponsor us. I'm gonna go to Chatterbox and get me some deep dish macaroni and cheese pizza. That sounds good. I'm gonna get a salad. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna get a salad. That's a perfect way to say it. So, all right, um, I'm drinking my like. I want to make sure before we leave here, uh, you guys talk about some of your upcoming stuff. How many tracks you got on the back burner? Yeah, so we write like nine million tracks a year. Uh, So we have a couple releases. Is that an average or a medium? Well, last between. 
August and December of last year, we wrote 70 playables or something like that. Yeah. Wow. And then this year already, we've written 50. I don't know how many are playable. Yeah. But I, Divide that by three, though, because there's three of you, so like... But we're all right. But, uh... Hey, God. Yes, we have a lot, a lot of tunes, um, and then uh, it's also just for the live experience as well. But no, then we've amazing. got uh, really Lunar Tide in Chicago coming up. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be really Big up dope. Swamp Woofer. That's the end yes. of April, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that's before 27. That's 427. That's the yeah, week after weekend 420. So you guys are opening for Ganja, Ganja White Night. Yes. Yeah. The 420 show, which should be, should be awesome because... Everybody in Minneapolis <laughs> loves Ganja White Night. They yeah, sell that's going to be big and fun. Everyone ever loves Ganja White Night right now. <laughs> I don't know if you knew. That new tour so recap right video is so good. Yeah. Ugh. The big bong scene. Ugh. Yeah, so we're doing uh, Lunar Tide. After Lunar Tide, we have Eau Claire. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Yeah, they opened the Stones Throw again. Is I Lunar Tide at the Portage again? No, it's at uh, it's in Artist, Artist Lofts. Lacuna Artist hmm. Lofts, I think. Yeah. I played it at a few years back, maybe three, yeah. maybe. It was at the Portage. Mm-hmm. Oh, was, was that like that one? Enormous. Oh, was theater. that that one? <laughs> it was not full ever. Uh, that, that was that Jimmy, one that too big Jimmy and I were down there for? Yeah, it was just like, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God, probably the cap on that room had to be a standing huge. room, probably huge. like two, 2,500 people mm-hmm. maybe. Easy, yeah. Yeah. I played right before um, Zebler and Canty, and the room was still... Dead. Stark wow. when Dead. they went on, like wow, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just too big of a room. You mm-hmm. booked the wrong room. <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys got uh, Cosmic Kingdom. Yeah, Cosmic, Cosmic Kingdom, Kingdom, Dan Green's thing <laughs> in Iowa. Yeah, we'll be there too. I'll be there. That's gonna nice. be fun. Uh, so we'll be playing two sets. Do you That's know right. what days you play? Yeah. I'm only there on Friday. I gotta fly both. to New Hampshire. Are we Friday and Saturday? Yeah, we have a morning set and a night set. Yeah. Friday, which is gonna be a really at least personally, I've never played anything earlier than I mean, Infrasound was the earliest that I ever had which was at noon so like mm, playing yeah, earlier in the day yeah. is going to be interesting and fun are you guys on main stage or are you going to be on the, the right. tent stage one of them's on main one of them's on the tent okay. cool. yeah. we did main we did main <sighs> last year like mm-hmm. at noon or one and it was just like hot oh my god it was so hot, hot. oh wow and also and it was, like, we had just gotten a new yeah. mixer tops. that we were trying to <laughs> self, self, we were trying to self contain because we they weren't down to have the Bermudas unless I basically like said I would self-contain it because they didn't want to deal with the tech of it. Yeah. And uh, we had just gotten the mixer and the brake oh was on, gosh, which had yeah. muted all the channels. It took us, and yeah. no one could figure it out. I'm like in the middle. I'm like, why is this not working? Oh. While Pat's like fucking around with the We're mixer for like ever. Games, and I'm like, like uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening right now. I'm just like saying like, you need to figure it out. Yeah, and then finally I went over because I had like two seconds finally to stop mixing and go look at what was going on. And I see all the channels are muted. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like smack the button. And then everyone had turned their stupid gain up to try to make it possible. So it just goes, yeah. Oh my God. I was a cranky pan. <laughs> Who's having a good time? Yeah. Seriously. You guys having fun. I text my girlfriend and I'm like, I'm so pissed off right now, and she's like, I know. <laughs> Everybody else said it. I was. It looked fine though. They said I looked confused for a little bit, and then I was fine. You didn't yeah. look mad. Like there was no. Confused oh, I was just better fuming. than. Put your fucking hands up. Like God. okay, sorry. I yeah, I was nine thousand degrees. It was. It, I was fuming. Hot, mad. I was angry. literally fuming. Yeah. My shirt came. Off during the first song. 
<laughs> you were Get wearing it. that like Ecuadorian poncho. I tried to wear a freaking like, What was that thing? Like, I don't even know. It reminds me of Hamlet too. That guy that like uh, oh <laughs> he's having trouble getting funny. his wife pregnant, so they're like, "You need to air your balls out." So he wears like that big like dashiki thingy. <laughs> yeah, I was everybody. So air your balls out. The only time I've ever been visibly <laughs> angry during a set was at Sexy Party last dude, that year. Was, yeah. And everyone was like, dude, you were pissed. Is it because the system sucked? <laughs> okay, well, that the system was sucked, so which whack. I was just salty about, but I was going to deal with. But then, so on top of the system sucking, there's a gambling bingo hall right next to oh, where it because it was right. at Canterbury. And all of these like people were in there, and they were complaining about how loud it was. <gasps> so up. we had to turn Call down the, the already Carly, Carly quiet came system. to our stage. And literally said they'll they'll shut us down straight up if I don't turn so you down. So we had to turn like, it down. Are you and then it was kidding like, me? It was just like nothing, and it was like in a cafeteria. We were literally it felt really lame, playing like high school dance. on like the <laughs> you know rented for a hundred dollar <laughs> sound system from right. whatever. Like oh my god, it was shut up, then, But then I I like I get off while we're playing. Eric's playing tunes, and I like start to storm over into the bingo hall because I was like pissed, and I was gonna start yelling at people because I was just <laughs> too angry and drunk. So, and I barged in there and I thought it was going to be picture. like, I need you know, a, young people and it's like a bunch of <laughs> old, old ladies. Uh, <laughs> so you're like, I was like, yeah. you couldn't like do it. Nope. I'm just going to walk away. I'm going to yell at a hundred <laughs> grandmothers. There's a, there's a perfect, like, a heart attack. there's a perfect picture, I'll find it in a little bit, of Jack with just his hands like this. <laughs> he's got the, like headphones on and he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> just yeah. pissed. That is hilarious. The yeah. one time. Man, there have been. I, I mean, I think I've been cranky up there several times in my life. I probably don't can't think of them right now because they seem so trivial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the time, yes. It, at the time, you risk being embarrassed in front of everyone ever. When I dropped my, com- right. I just dropped my computer in like oh, November. My oh, no. um, I just first got song. a brand new MacBook, and the first song, like thirty seconds in, it just vibrated right off the table oh. and shattered my entire yeah. screen. Oh. And <laughs> I woohoo. <laughs> Oh, All I can no. say is I'm glad I'm always the only girl at a show because it means I get my own freaking bathroom. And I went right in there <laughs> and sat yeah. on the floor and cried. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, I, when I was like, "All right, now that too. no one's gonna see my weakness, I'm good. We'll get up. We'll go get like my shit." My humanity is out of the <laughs> way now. No see what I mean? See what yeah, I mean? Now that everyone God. knows I'm a robot, right. we're yeah, good. Exactly. Let's go clean up and. Yeah. Tell them the secret. I was, that was infuriating. It's just really, you know, it's part of our job though to like facilitate the party and so like there's nothing more awkward than there used to be a couple (laughs) DJ duos that I knew that would fight with each other on stage while they're playing it's like you're playing party music and you're getting mad and pushing each other like this is really (laughs) awkward So bad. Um, totally. Yes. It'd be even more awkward if you're dating the person in your duo. You know? uh, yeah. There's like producer number rule number one: don't start a project with your significant other. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's going to be a tough road. Yeah. You're gonna but have no, a bad time. No, it was just time. like when I broke That's my computer. It was like not only that I shattered my brand new screen. It was that I did it in front of like 500 people that were staring at me that were like right. there to see me, and I was yeah. just like, I'm an idiot. How did I do this? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> What if you would have just sat down and just be like, I'm just so sorry. Yeah. And like everybody that comes is, in. Everybody would have been I can't apologize. I should have just oh gonna sit up, stand on the edge of the stage and fallen <laughs> off like yeah, I, I can't, who cares? I, like, I'm just gonna I gotta tell you about this week because this week has been terrible. 
And then I, I stand up career started right away. Right. Right. That's what I'm going to do next time my equipment fails. Stand up. <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm just going to recite a bunch of Dimitri Martin and Mitch Hedrick jokes and wait until somebody last. notices. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all other DJs oh, are that doing. That reminds me oh, of yeah. when we play playing other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Anyway. I feel like there's a story. I feel like there's a story there. So, I'll summarize. Yes. What else yeah. do we, we have coming up? Yeah, we can we'll, talk let's talk about, about that. We can't yeah, talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. a lot of stuff. Okay, We're so, but, uh, let's talk about that. Um, dupl- is it Duplock? Am I saying that mm-hmm. right? Duplock. Yeah, just Duplock. came out. Uh, yeah, Duplock uh, 21. You can buy it on Duplock. Bandcamp. You can stream it, it like I did on Spotify. <laughs> um, two tracks. They're both really yep. cool. Is there? Did I hear a loon sampled in one of those tracks? In that one? So they're actually on Spotify. I heard a loon in the preview, like the thirty-second preview. There might, there might be. The SoundCloud We're, previews have. The SoundCloud. That's our. That's our like watermark. That's the Turnian sound. <laughs> that's the Turnian yeah. sound. Turnian yeah. sound. It's the but loon. I didn't want to listen to SoundCloud because it just sounded so much better on Spotify. Obviously, right. yeah. SoundCloud's yeah. what like sixty-four bit. Well, and, and, whatever. and it's hundred twenty-eight kilobytes per second now. Yeah. They just reduced the compression again. The again. codec's different though. Right. So it's not it's as variable, noticeably bit, different. Right. Yeah. But right. Spotify's right. still yeah. garbage. But we use plenty of loons. There will be a lot of loons and stuff. I have a track named loons. The cool. Thing that it. I wanted to highlight with that release, though, too, is that like we just gave you guys that quick tour before we started the podcast, and in that room over there, Dungeon Two, Dungeon Number Two, um, yeah. most of the sounds from Verify Me and Yellow and Gray were recorded percussion. in there. All the percussion, and then um, the melody mm. is a Dewalt drill that's over there, mm. recorded in there. You know, if you barely squeeze a drill, it like squeaks really yes. high pitch. So we did a bunch of those, put into a sampler, and that's the flute melody that plays in yellow and gray. Pitch it down two octaves. Pitch it, it down. Like a flute. Yeah, and then uh, there's like a bike chain that makes up some of the hi hats. Okay, very cool. Claps and wood hits and wood stuff. Smacking against each other for all the rim shots. Very, very cool. Yeah, and so there's no like reverb on a lot of those things. It's like the reverb. Of that room. So your drum kit is that where you got a lot of your kicks? Um, from? Are you, you sampled guys the kicks? snare. Okay, yeah, the snare is sampled in those tunes. That's all wood claps, though. That's yeah. Um, the snare we've sampled in a lot of newer stuff, and then kick drums. I synthesize most of the kick yeah. drums because I don't like the sound of real kick drums unless if they're like really muffled. Right. But I'll take sometimes a layer to get the room sound or to get like the overtones or sure. something like that. Because synthesized kicks can sound really lame too. Mm-hmm. Right. Sine yeah. waves or whatever. Yeah, we're doing a lot of layering of fully or vinyl samples with synthesized samples. Yeah. So you get that punch, but you still get that like dark. I like to think of it like Fun. it just tricks your ear into thinking everything's real and human. Vintage you modern. Know? Yeah, no, I, I... So you got to have those human elements, but then we want the impact of the synthesized elements. Right. Right. We can relate. And yeah. with, so with your guys, <laughs> you guys mix the kick above the bass. Yeah, right? our drums. For we have loud drums. All of us. Yeah, <laughs> Disclaimer. Problem. What's the word? These are all drummers. Disease. We have loud drums. Snare, snare, snare disease. I've been doing a lot like, of frequency wise. Do you try to keep the kick? Above, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Above the bass. Yeah. I've yeah, been doing a, a shorter, more. I've, I've always liked short kick drums. And it doesn't always work. But then I've been high passing my kicks too, like that. <laughs> I've been high passing my kicks to like to get that. So it's just punch, and then the okay. sub bass yeah. can just exist in its own playground down there, you know. And it's okay. nothing's bothering it. I don't side chain. Sub bass playground. Sub bass playground from Andrew. Yeah. Yes. No one, no one steal that. I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like those. 
punchy, poppy kicks and letting the sub do its thing. Because mm. the sub is our melody right. a lot of times. It's the groove. It's it's everything, you know. I like big old fat round techno yeah, kicks. Yeah, you like giant <laughs> kicks. Yeah. We like the opposite kicks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, probably I'm the right. so Gabber hardcore kick background. Kick therapy. Kick yeah. therapy. <laughs> kick Amazing. couples therapy. I just yeah. felt like when Group. you used that short <laughs> kick the other day that it just wasn't... I was not when personally you, attacked by you. Have to use that I feel when you... Yeah. yeah, put it in context here. Yeah. The attack was too high. The attack was, <laughs> was too much. You, you made me feel bad. Don't attack me like you attacked that kick. I'm Jack. just looking for some release. Oh my god. Uh, uh, how long can we sustain uh, these jokes? Yeah, stop. Just stop. Just stop. Are you becoming aware oh of your god. own? You're dealing me. Stop. The oscillation is killing me. Alright, how long is Lord you are uh, we probably got about funny. another that's not going to make five the cutting room before floor, Jack has to get going sure. back yeah, to we class. Can go on for um, anything future we um Anything else that we, we talked about? Tangent. All those sudden things. Anything in the past? In the past. Anything in the present? I think we have future think stuff still that we can talk. Silent motion EP, right? Mm. Yeah, we, did, we did talk about. It. Yeah, so that's April, May, mm. May. I don't know. She's got one more EP to put out. Sometime around then. We don't April? know the exact date yet, but it's coming out soon. That's a four track. It's all digital. That'll nice. be in all stores as well. But yep, that's through yep. Silent Motion. Shout out to Old Gold, Blondo, yeah. Ultimate Homie. That's um, everything that's announced. Yeah. Nice. So just everything be on the lookout is... for hustling some more shows, trying to reach out. Um, I think we've got like some some Midwesty stuff. We got some interest on some East Coast. Max Kipperman at sub .com. Bookings, yep. get at him. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. the submission thing um, was great for you guys. When was that? When did you guys get on that? that there was, was like that week of announcements where we just like yeah. announced everything. At once. Yeah. yeah. How long was that in the works for? Like, how long did you guys know about it? I mean, actually, like, it kind week, of came up really fast. Kind of happened? Did we they just like, reach out to you guys and were like, "This shit's dope"? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you know, simple conversations with with Nicole and some other like um, we've been friends with submission artists and um, their agents as well for quite a while. Um, Jack and I have pl both played for their production mm -hmm. company in the past, so we've definitely been familiar with them for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And it just um, so happened that we, you know, were putting out our, especially with the Dilplock release, um, they were really interested in what we were doing. And so a couple conversations later, we had already been looking into getting representation, and they mm -hmm. were kind of on our radar of, like, mm -hmm. you know, shopping for who do we want to represent us. But after we had that Skype call with Nicole, it was definitely like a something that we wanted and to our, do. And our agent but. represents a lot of our um, contemporary artists. slash homies who are making a similar, and yep. just they inspire us too. Everyone like, it's like one distinct motion, now cloud men. Motive. Motive. Sorry, distinct motive. <laughs> cloud men. Like they all inspire us and we play their tunes too. So it's and just like so cool the to same be a agent. part of that awesome. like, group, you know, mm -hmm. so. That's awesome. It's meant to be. It's meant mm -hmm. to be. Yeah. Oh, All right, so uh, yeah, go guys, go check out that EP to a block, twenty one, Bandcamp, Spotify.
Apple Music. Apple this Music all over. This is my is current. This is <laughs> my favorite. Light jazz. Elevator. I love this. This is the part where I get the ASMR tangle on the back. Really good. Yeah. But yeah, just talk a little closer to the mic for later. Yeah, closer. We want to hear your nose. This is session at the end of the podcast. So check out. We're Minnesota goodbyeing this podcast. So thank you. Yeah, I know. Totally right. Welcome back. But yeah, so people people around here, Minneapolis, check them out at the 420 party opening for Gondra. Ganja White Knight, um, the Chicago thing, That's I always forget voice. the name of it. Lutide. 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 Yeah. Um, Stacked. <laughs> huge lineup. Just added yeah. Ivy Lab and N Type. Woo! It's like Ivy Lab. Like the young stuff. Sunday people down. All the people down them. in Iowa listening, check them out at Cosmic Kingdom. Thanks for putting up with our air horns. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love That's it. my favorite sound that we work Woo. with. I don't play Yeah, I thank you so on. much. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I hope you guys have good practice for you know, yeah. today, turning mm-hmm. in Tuesdays. Turn Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's play some video games and drink some tea. All right. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, dudes. Um, it was good to talk to you. Yeah, very interesting. Very informative. informative. Uh, we got to do that one again because there's so much more we could talk about. Yeah. We'll have them. We'll probably catch up with those guys at the end of the summer. Yeah. Early yeah, fall. Maybe we'll do a live one with them or something where we sit It'd in the studio. Fun. We can all make something really quick have and have be on timers. So many more oh, questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? 20 minutes each person. I could talk to just yeah. Jack about sound design. We could do a whole 24-hour podcast. Tw- just 30, hours. 30 hours. 30 hours of practice of sound design. 30 hours of podcast. Yeah, 30-hour regimen yeah. for sound designing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Jack. Get it together. Yeah, come on. <laughs> All right, well, it's been dope hanging with you guys, and we'll see you. Um, oh, one thing I should bring up before we go. This is our 10th podcast. It's kind of a milestone. Oh, look oh, out. Yeah. 10th podcast. Two, two digits of numbers now we have to add. Shout out if you listen to all 10. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Good morning to only people who have listened to all 10 of my podcast. There you go. <laughs> uh, do you want to plug some things um, for this upcoming week? Um, yeah, we're going to... Uh, San Francisco next week to Friday the 13th it initially started out as to go see Jamiroquai um, because it's their first time here in 10 years Um, but it turned into a lot more thanks to our homies uh, the Funk Hunters so I'm going to be playing with them in San Francisco at um, the Independent I believe and then um, again in Seattle so on uh, 4-14 and then on 4-19 you can come hang out with me and the Funk Hunters if you're in San Francisco Ooh. or Seattle. Then uh, where are you and going? And then from on there? 4:20, uh, yeah, I'll fly from Seattle to uh, Montana. It should be dope to go home. And I'll be playing Megan Hamilton's Munchie Party Tell at the Zebra hi. Cocktail Lounge. Yeah, say hi to your folks. I will. Or to your yeah. mother. Um, and I'm bringing munchies. I'm bringing like um, a bunch of free stuff and free pizza that will come out when my set starts. What so kind of pizza? come eat pizza. You have to come find out. I'm not going. Come eat munchies. <laughs> it sucks to suck. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, coming out. And then we've got some cool announcements coming up. We've got a cool guest, a couple of guests coming up here. So the next few podcasts will be super dope. It's going to be a little bit though because. Of no, travel, no, the travel. No, yeah, lots of traveling, but anyway. We're going to take a few, Stay few weeks off here. I'll do it by myself. Nice talking to all of you. <laughs> we'll see you next time with our phenomenal guests. Get out of here. <laughs>